Is that the Bildo T. Baggins joining us? That is me, buddy. Just making sure all my shit works. Marty, did I tell you I'm I'm writing a book? You're writing a book? Yeah. No, you didn't. Yeah. Hundred hundred ways to walk your dog. Japanese cuisine made easy. <laughs> walk. Boom <laughs> boom. Dad jokes all day. You want them? Yeah. Let me hear you, Bill. How you doing, bud? How you doing? Hi, Daddy. Hi. Yeah, you know me. I can't get used to talking. I'm just quiet. Yeah, you're shy. Hi, am. I'm at the Circle Bar. And- Did I tell you after you said, had you been to the Circle Bar, that I actually Googled where it was, trying to find, like, where it was? And then I realized, no, I didn't. And then I realized that actually walked past it and been there before i just thought I it was a i thought it was a place same That's i was like funny. what is this circle bar everybody's talking about and then my friend like literally like, just pointed to it and i was like oh yeah. you try to search that. you try to search vegas circle bar and nothing comes up and you're like wait a minute it's like no that's yeah. not the name of the bar that's just what everybody calls it because mm-hmm. it's cheap like a circle yeah there you go i was looking at your lamp there yeah, sorry, that was bright as shit. Good to see you, Bill. Likewise, Tom. How you feeling, bud? Better now. Saturday was kind of eh. Sunday was eh. Monday, I thought I was turning a quarter. It was not. And then Tuesday was what? Yesterday? Eh, yeah. Today, <clears throat> we're good. You were turning tricks. What? And, and Maddie, you didn't catch shit while there? Like, in the sense of COVID? I was, like, not feeling great. Like, I felt like I had a cold the whole week. So, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's COVID, but I felt like I kind of felt like dog crap. But, man, most of the guys I know came back and, like, Tom, Saturday, boom, down for the count. Really? Um, some of them are still wiped out and feeling like complete shit. Yeah. And I couldn't tell if I was uh, getting sick just because I was tired and, like, tired of walking around and being around other, like, people or if it was, like, actually. I think it's both, though, to be honest. Like, you're fatigued, you're dehydrated, all that freaking air conditioning air, sitting on a plane. I think, you know, maybe a a simple cold becomes more of a cold when you're dealing with that. Yeah, and you're coughing so much throughout the whole week that I I think everybody's throats got sore, too, and it started coughing and stuff. And I'm like, I don't think that's COVID. I think that's just, like, we've been talking for six days Is this your first shot show, Maddie? Yeah, Yeah. I had never been before. So, So this happens every year. Ever since they've oh. had this, it's called the Shot Show Crud. Oh, and, it's like boot camp. <laughs> and it, it it happens, yeah. Oh, it happens every single year, and it's the same. And it's a combination of everything Tom said. It's the dry weather that's out there. It's mm-hmm. the fatigue, you know, the the going constantly, all the talking, being around people from all over the world. So you're yeah. getting everybody's germs. COVID has been around for forever. It's just been called <laughs> yeah. the the Shot Show Crud. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know that's if you can see this. Dry air too. Oh, that's brilliant. You lucky bastard. Wait a minute. That's a good one. So it says it says COVID on one side, three years going strong. And then on the other side, it says shot show crud, like 43 <laughs> years and still going. <laughs> going. Kicks the shit and, out of And the of lady COVID. that made it, she was like, you flip a coin depending on which one you get. You're just like, what am I going to get? Ah, COVID. That was cool. Where did you get that? <laughs> That's 
Um, from the lady that makes our patches. Oh, sweet. Oh. It's called Tough Products, T-U-F-F Products. Oh, I actually Brilliant. saw that there. I think they had a booth, didn't they? They did. I want one yeah. of those. I want one. Mm -hmm. I'll try to reach out and see if I can get a handful of them. <laughs> reach out and touch someone. Oh. I, um... I ended up with a nice coin this time. It was from a Secret Service guy, um, part of the CAT program. So I was really stoked to get an actual coin coin. Um, cool. I like I like I like the whole way it comes about when you get a coin. Show coin. it. It's like, show mm. it to us. This is this show is about show and tell. So we we oh, got a video you know, audience. Get one of the DDM oh, coins. Bill's Bill's gonna get mad at me because I don't think he got one. Uh, I Bastard. love it. That's awesome. Hunter 7. Nice. Very and cool. then I love it when people get stuff that Bill doesn't get because he gets so pissed. <laughs> Ooh, that's nice. That is nice. You got some nice coins this time. You got all these at SHOT Show? Mm-hmm. Nice. I didn't seek them out. You know, it's like sure. it just happened organically. Yeah. Buy a drink or two here or there. So, Get a coin. Didn't nah. even buy a drink. Huh? Not, not even that. Though I did. Oh, I got to tell you, Circle Bar, Circle Bar story. Yeah. Uh, I close out my. Oh, the night that we you were the last night we were there together. I get my bill three hundred and seventy dollars. Was that a, like? Was that a bargain? Yeah, or was yeah, that Hampstead, high? Hampstead, you cocksucker! How many people <laughs> did you buy drinks on my bill? So no, no, no wait, wait. There's there's a better story. So okay, good. Uh, I go. I look at it and I go. Listen, I don't know how much of a fight you're going to put up with this. That's not my bill. I said, I, I know for a fact I had like three whiskey sours. You had a drink. I think I bought one other. So it should be like around 100 bucks. So the guy's like, well, this is this is the card that was there. And I go, you need to look again. Comes back about five minutes later. He's like, yeah, I made a mistake. I was like, oh, okay, good. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. But actually, when I first saw it, I was like, damn you, Bill, you thirsty little mother. Uh -huh. <laughs> You're like, you're like. When did Marty show up? It's a tax write-off. It's fine. You will fear me. Hey, it was worth it. That's all you gotta say. It was worth it. Look at these cool challenge coins I got. <laughs> hey, do you guys have the swag and stuff you got? I want to. I want you to show your swag that you got too, on the show. That's it. That's all I got. That's all you got. got like a few patches. They really didn't hand out that much this year. I know Bill the got probably two bags. The patch game sucked. Bill's uh, probably got two bags full of swag. Few, maybe I hold on. You need, well, you need one of these. Oh yeah, you need one of those. She's, oh yeah, that's she'll be back. Oh, she'll that's sitting on the roof of my FJ. No, the patch game was lame. So the patches sucked. We're just we're yep. doing the show now. This is the show. I'm doing it. I'm doing. It. I don't know when Andrew's <laughs> going to show up. He'll probably show up right on time. What is that? So we're looking at swag. Poppy. War. Elaine right, you see, you see this shirt, right? I know, I know exactly. I emailed Zach today. But wait, there's more. But wait, you there's more. Of this, Maddie. Oh, you got the Sparland ones. I got the. Oh no, this is it. Angsted. Is that a purse? You got a, a purse, Bill? It goes on your <laughs> plate carrier. Yeah, it's a purse. Oh, you bastard! Is that a guy's? Got the actual Poppies of War shirt. Oh, nice. Oh, no bag. Jacket. Oh, jacket. jacket. And who makes yeah, those? Zach. Adi gear. Adi. But wait. But there's still more. You oh, said see, you didn't Tom's get any swag. 
So for our, our audience who is doing the audio only, you got to go to our video to see all this. It's visual. It's a visual show. So Tom's Tom's pulling something else out of his butt. <laughs> Wait, are we recording this right now? I'm recording. Uh, this is too good not to record. Oh. He always does. <laughs> oh, I, like, uh, I don't I think anybody said anything that we couldn't uh, put out there yet. So, If there is, I'll edit it. We're still waiting on uh, Andrew, too, but we'll go ahead and get started. So while you, you guys are dicking around there, let's welcome in the, uh, the audience. So, Leadheads, we're back with another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. If you didn't get an opportunity, make sure you go back to the last couple of episodes where we had the author of the Bob Lee Swagger series, Stephen Hunter. Uh, great author, great dude. He's a 2A proponent, and uh, he's known for getting very detailed with his firearms description and kit description in his novels. Uh, this is his 12th uh, novel in the Bob Lee Swagger series called Targeted. So if you haven't had an opportunity to go and it should be released now, what is today? The 20, Yeah, it's out in stores. You can buy it. Uh, so if you're a big Bob Lee Swagger fan, you know who Bob Lee Swagger is, Maddie? Heard the name. Did you watch the movie Shooter? No. You, you haven't <laughs> seen Shooter with Marky Mark? Mark Wahlberg? No, I haven't, honestly. You got to go back and watch that movie. You'll like it. It's a good okay, movie. I've seen it like three times. I love that movie. Three? <laughs> I've seen it like three times a week. It's a really good movie. Is that good? <laughs> it's a pretty good movie. So it's based on his first novel in that series called Point of Impact. So make sure you guys go back, check out that episode. Uh, and we talk about a whole lot more than just his book. Um, Brian Keeney co-hosts with me on that episode. And, uh, of course, it gets a little brainy. You guys know Brian. He's a big engineer dude with the big brain. So he had some big questions. Uh, I, f I felt I was insecure. <laughs> with, with my questions I was like when are you going to kill somebody next in your book boy <laughs> I like love you kind of like my dumpy question kind of like Bill's dumpy questions that he posts to try to win <laughs> win prizes um, and then before that we had our AK Corner uh, season 4 kickoff uh, and I just got this from Mission First as everybody knows Mission First is the sponsor of the Talking Lead podcast. And uh, this is the cool dump trays that they made for our guests that we had on the season finale of the Talking Lead AK Corner. The one where we had Jim Fuller and Sonny Pazikas and uh, Jeff Kirkham and all kinds of cool people. Marco Vorbiv. You guys see that? It's Very a nice. It's an AK. That's pretty it. cool. So those were specially made for our guests. Um, but if you want one like that, Mission First can do anything on these dump trays. So get in touch with MissionFirstTactical.com. Let them know you're a leadhead. Use the code leadhead, and you're going to get 20% off uh, any of your orders there. Here's some that we've done in the past with them. And Maddie, these make good armorers trays too, or uh, gunsmithing trays. So when you're cleaning your guns and stuff, yeah, yeah, put your parts good in size there. Too. Huh? Wait, you clean? You have to clean your guns? <laughs> I clean have my to. guns like occasionally. If you shoot that corrosive ammo in AKs, yeah, you you want to do that. Uh, here's one we did with Bildo for the 
the Feds and the uh, Flioa Conference this year. Yeah. Got any extras of those? Do I have any extras of these? No. Yeah. Oh, shit. No, your girl Brenda took them all, so check check with her if you want one of those. If, if you really need one, Bill, I'll give you mine and just hook me up with something different. That's fine. Oh, no, no, it's fine. I was just curious. You got just one, didn't you? a challenge coin. <laughs> oh, so you'll give my stuff. You'll trade my, my swag away. No, I hear no, you. no, no. I, I was supposed to put you on mute when I said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so joining me this episode, uh, and what we're going to be doing on this episode, if you saw our Instagram post, we're going to be talking about SHOT Show. So our guests today were were people who attended SHOT Show and actually walked around and, and uh, got to see everything. So we're going to get their perspective on SHOT Show. Uh, talk about uh, a few other things. I talked to some of the vendors that were there also and got some feedback from them um, just to kind of see if it was a triumphant return or if it was a bust. And uh, we'll find out soon enough. But let me go around and introduce our guest. We've got one we're still waiting on. Maybe he'll jump in here in just a minute. And I'll start with uh, the, the, the most senior of our guests, as in you've been on more times than anybody. That's on here. Bildo Teabaggins, ladies and gentlemen. Bildo, welcome in. Thank you. You're welcome. Don't forget from the, the Michigan Hampshire. Bildo, yeah. <laughs> Bildo Teabaggins from the Mich Michigan Shire of the Hamps. So welcome in, Bill. Thanks, buddy. Good to be back. It's so been you, a while. you went to SHOT Show and you were repre representing Talking Lead along with Fleoa. Yes, sir. And uh, we'll talk about that. Also joining us, this is his third? Is this your third time? Fourth time? Just two? Ooh. Just two. I thought you'd been on at least three. You nope. Flioa, Flioa, and this. And that, okay. That's it. You weren't on That's the prior Flioa? Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen. What cracks me up is when Bill introduces me, he says, yeah, we know each other, and, and we all think about it and go, like, three, four years, and you're like, no, it's just been a year, man. Year. It's just been yeah. a year. Yeah. Thomas Kane with Enforce, but he's here as Thomas Kane today. Oh, all right. And you can you can talk. We're going to talk Enforce too because Enforce has got some new stuff that we want to talk about. So, yeah, definitely. Got it right here. Da, da, da. We're going to talk about that. Uh, and then a newbie. We've got a. New guy, new guy, new guy, and sometimes a girl joining us. It's Maddie Scholar or Schooler? Scholar, yeah. Is it, you say it Scholar? Okay. Yeah. I just call her Maddie Dog. <laughs> that's her That's her handle on Instagram. If you go to Maddie Dog Training, you'll find her there. And we met at the Georgia thing, the Georgia event. Yeah, I think it was the Big Daddy Unlimited whole weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember who introduced us, but I'm glad. It was Jason. It was, yeah, yeah it was Jason. Jason, yeah. Yeah, it was Jason. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, Jason with uh, Daniel Defense. So thanks to Jason for making that intro. Uh, we're going to learn more about Maddie as we get into the show. Uh, she's got her own training company, but go check her out at on the grams. It's at Maddie Dog Training. Uh, I think it's Maddie Dog underscore training, one of the two. Something like that, but... <laughs> You'll, you'll find her there. Um, what I thought was really cool, and I want to talk about it, is you've got this post of you on a biplane. 
And I want to talk about that. And you got a video too, right? Of Do that. have a video. And that's really you. Yep. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah, we got to talk about that. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> that's going to be fun. And then maybe joining us, uh, he's running a few minutes late, apparently. I'm going to make sure I didn't get a text. Um, he joined us a few episodes back, Andrew Cousins, with Forward Movement Training, and uh, he also is an author. He wrote the novel A Failed State is going to be joining us, too. He was walking around, and I think when he was on our last show, he mentioned that they were in search of a new virtual trainer or simulator or something like that, so we'll see how successful he was in those endeavors as well. So welcome in, everybody. Appreciate you joining us. Don't everybody talk at once. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Glad yeah. to be on the show. Thanks for having me. I remember, I remember the first I remember the first time I worked with you and and like we were chatting, chatting, chatting. And then all of a sudden you hit the play button and it was like <laughs> he just he's crickets. No, Tom. You know you know it's it's not it's not video, dude. It's just voice. Oh my bad. Whereas this one's video. This one's video and voice. Yeah. So this is, I got dressed up for the occasion. You're getting the best of both worlds on this one. So I didn't prepare you guys for the uh, jack wagon segment. Um, so I'm sure nobody has jack wagons or anything like that. So we'll probably skip that uh, segment this episode. I don't have anybody that comes to mind for a jack wagon. So, Maddie, we do this segment. It's called the, the planes and trains, which, you know, with your plane thing made me think of it. But um, <laughs> it's where we call out on the jack wagon train is stupid people, idiots, people we disagree with point of views. Maybe we disagree with, uh, or maybe you just had a bad experience with Kroger. Who knows? You know, and you, you just, want, you, you just want to vent. So it's a, it's a good venting segment. So if anything comes to mind, we could, we could do the train. Do you have anybody you want to call out? I do not no. be totally honest with you. Happy. You get along with everybody. I figured Bill, Bill won't call out anybody. He's just that way. No, I, I, Tom, I, I know you could you could get somebody to flip up a hat. So, hey, Ralph, Semperpy, do or die, hold them high at eight tonight. It is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week. So brace yourself, baby. You want to call somebody out? Being a jack I think wagon. The one recently in my mind was uh, actually it has to do with shot show. There was a heavy reinforcement of masks, and um, I kind of feel at this point that. Uh, if you want to do your part and wear a mask, I mean, there's some people out there that should wear a mask, but I, I don't want to get into that right now. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, wear a mask. Protect yourself. But if you choose not to be protected and other people have a mask on, I think you're at – people that don't wear masks are on the same playing field as the other people that don't wear a mask, meaning they're not worried. They, mm-hmm. they understand they're taking a risk, They you know, they're and, and the people that are are still going to be protected. Somebody next to me wearing a mask and I'm not, I've got a mask on. No big deal. But I think they were very heavy handed uh, during shot to the point it made people uh, a bit uncomfortable, Um, almost a Gestapo type enforcement. And and I think it put not only the enforcers in a bad spot, but it just didn't shine a good light on shot show. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. And I'm glad you brought that up because that that's perfect for the jack wagon, because I've talked to several people. And that was kind of a thing. So before I get into what I've heard, let's go around the table here. Maddie, what was your experience with that? Uh, like with the mask, all the mask stuff? Yeah. Um, 
I thought I don't know they enfor- the way they enforced it was kind of aggressive. Um, I watched one of the safety officers like scream across the floor at this like at this one guy for not wearing a mask, and I was like, "No, there's better ways to handle it." He she could have walked up to him directly or like pulled him aside or just not embarrassed him. I guess like I thought that was kind of uncalled mm-hmm. for, and you know I saw that multiple times in like various degrees, I guess. But yeah, it just it was kind of off. And was it was it the hotel or the event? That was enforcing it. It wasn't actually the NSSF. It was the the hotel staff, wasn't it? I don't know. It was like the uh, venue staff. They had safety officer on their shirt. I don't know if it was from Shot Show or if it was contracted through the hotel. I don't know. Well, because they got to use union for most of that stuff. So it's probably some some venue union group. I'm sure probably was was doing yeah. that. Like the same people who hold I the saw- signs. You saw I saw it at the hotels, like at the main gates and stuff, when you go to your room. And I'll be honest with you, they were classy about it. And if you didn't have one, they'd hand you one. Not a big deal. But I think yeah. in the venue itself, was it was very, excuse me, I'm going to sneeze, heavy, heavy-handed and aggressive, yeah. actually aggressive. And I think in any, in any other forum, if somebody came up to me like that, you know, I'm not saying they would have caught hands, but yeah, I think a lot of people were respectful, trying to be pretty respectful to the event, but at the same time, you know, it was. It Bill, was what was like, your experience? Uh, Maddie said, uh, "Same as Maddie and Tom, uh, it, but I actually thought of a hero, and I'll get to that when we get there." Okay. Um, yeah, the first couple of days were were really bad. Even when I walked into my hotel um, with Pugs glass off, I was asked to put a mask on, and I, I'm just sitting there. You gotta be fucking kidding me! I'm this far away from you with Pugs glass, and yeah, whatever. But at the show, yeah, same thing as Maddie, same thing as Tom. It was pretty heavy-handed. Yeah. And I'm just specifically um, talking about the show, but outside the show, they were still doing that, too, <laughs> in the hotels and the casinos. I understood that you couldn't gamble right. unless you wore a mask. You couldn't go to a table with, unless you wore a mask at some hotels. No? I didn't notice that, but... In general, were like, um, like, every time you walk in, they'd be like, hey, put a mask on. Um, but it was like... At least they would hand you one if you didn't have it. Because a lot of the times, like I'm from Georgia, they don't really enforce that here. Yeah. So I totally forget. I walk out of my hotel and not, not remember to bring my mask. But at least they would hand Free you America. when you got there. Probably ask you, you know, um, as opposed to yelling at you across the room. Yeah. But so I talked to some people and they and then at the show specifically, they said the first day, day and a half, they were really stringent about it and and. Yeah, like you said, calling people out, you know, being real Gestapo's about it, douchebags about it. But as the show went on, and and you know, I guess whatever they got more laxed, then they weren't really as stringent about it. And most right. of the pictures that I've seen with pe- people doing their Instagram stuff and Facebook and posts, they're not wearing masks, and people in the background aren't wearing masks. Right. You know, and. There's some vendors that I talked to, and they were like, they they were telling me that if you got three warnings, they would kick you out. You got three warnings on mask, and on your third one, they would kick you out. And Bill and I know one person. Bill and I know somebody who I guess got close to that, but then they they bowed up (laughs) and uh, used their money power, uh, you know, as a a shot show vendor and said, Hey, fuck you. Uh, you're going to pull this shit on us. We'll pull our shit and we'll get the fuck out of here. And that's my hero. Yeah. 
and and they shut the fuck up and left him alone. So yeah, after that happened, allegedly happened, uh, everything chilled way the hell down. So that was kudos to that company for having balls. Yeah. So and that's I, I, I think the. That. Which is a testament. I think the whole hypocrisy. I'm sorry. The whole hypocrisy of it is: you go to Circle Bar and there's 400, 800 people standing elbow to elbow, and it's completely okay. So right. you know, you I understand that it, it stops the spread, it slows it down, but at the same time, it's it 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 really doesn't though, and it's not been proven that it does. Actually, it's been proven that right. it doesn't. So it does not yeah. stop the spread. It does not. It doesn't prevent it. it doesn't stop it. It's useless. It's way. It's a Again, it's a a mechanism that they use. It's a device for for control and for show. It's like, oh, at least we're doing something. Well, yeah. are you really? You're really not. So I, did, I wanted to talk about that because, because that was another thing, too. And I know some of the companies um, required their employees to have vaccinations if they were going to attend. And... I think you know you didn't see some people there because of that as well. They're like, no, I just won't go then. Which I'm sure they were happy. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> and probably some that were vaccinated said, no, I haven't been vaccinated. Gotta go. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I, I can't mention any names, but I know somebody that's involved in a larger company that did not go based on not getting vaccinated. Yeah. So I know that firsthand, like not through the grapevine, like one to one from his mouth to my ears. Um, so yeah, that, that's a tough. Yeah, yep. I've heard I've heard of another one also, uh, and I verified it with two people. So um, yeah, that 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 was a thing. But once they were there, the mass thing, they've started off trying to flex and enforce it, and then it petered out after they realized the crowd that they were dealing with. I guess um, mm-hmm. for the most part. So you know, kudos to everybody. And I, well, I, don't, I shouldn't say that. I know another guy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know another guy who didn't wear a mask the entire time he was in Vegas. Didn't wear it one single time anywhere. So, at I'm the show, I let him in the stores because, like, when I would walk into a store, if I forgot to put it on or whatever, they would immediately tell me basically put it on or leave, and I would just leave. So well, that, yeah, that's, I was surprised he got anywhere. Yeah, that's what he would do too. He's like, "Oh, guess what? You don't get my money. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Peace out." You know, and that's what you got to do. And that's how you combat this is you just got to say, no, forget it. Okay. You don't get my money. How about that for a trade? So moving on from the masses. So that's a ja- that's a good jack wagon. That's a perfect jack wagon, Thomas. Thank you for bringing that up. My, my brother. And then of course the heroes, Bill, Bill is calling out the, the company that stood up and said, screw you off or, for this crap. So, and we can't yeah. say who it is because we just, we don't want to put anybody in a bad position. Yeah, so they flopped down there one fuck. <laughs> nice. What about what about you guys? You got any heroes to counteract our jack wagons? You got anybody you, that's done something awesome or that you've heard that has done something awesome in our community or in our world that deserves recognition over these past few weeks? Anybody stand out? Isn't there, that sad? <laughs> there's probably well, there's probably somebody. I'm thinking about it. and I'm like, mm. I'm sure there is. I just like can't think of something. I right know. As soon as we get off here, we'll think of like 20. We're like, oh, 
should have yeah, said exactly. this person, this person, this person. Be like laying in bed tonight and be like, oh man, I should have said that. Yeah. But if you leadhead, you listeners have a jack wagon, you've got a leadhead brigade hero, somebody that deserves recognition that's not getting it, maybe due to the the way the world is these days with our liberal media and it just doesn't fit their agenda. We will honor them here. So shoot me an email, talkingled at gmail.com, and let me know who your jack wagon is. If you got jack wagons, somebody that needs to be taken care of, dealt with by the gunny. Or we need to put them on Lead Force One and honor them and give them a ride around in Lead Force One as our Lead Head Brigade heroes. Talkingled at gmail.com. Send it to me. So SHOT Show, the show itself. But first, let's do this. Let's talk about some backgrounds here. So, Maddie, this is your first time on the show. New to our listeners. Tell everybody about, about Maddie Scholar. Um, yeah, so I started the company Maddie Dog Training uh, after a few years of doing full-time firearms instruction over at Sharpshooters USA. And it's near Atlanta, Georgia. It's in Alpharetta. Um, so I worked full-time for them for a while, then ended up opening up my own company. Pretty much now I travel all over the country, take other instructor training courses, um, as well as occasionally teach in other states and stuff like that. Um, been getting a lot of competition shooting lately, but mostly I've been teaching like performance pistols, self-defense stuff, things along that line. Um, and I have a lot of extreme hobbies, like you were saying earlier, like <laughs> yeah. the whole riding on top of a plane thing with no parachute or anything attached. That is definitely a hundred percent real. <laughs> That's nuts. <laughs> Came from, yeah. Um, how did you so, get into that? What what possessed you to get on top of a biplane, you know, a plane that was made 50 years ago? I think it was a, it was a 40s or 60s, one of the two. I forget which year they told me it was. Yeah, and get on top of it without a parachute and do your thing. What were um, you doing so there just, to begin I, with? <laughs> Uh, well, I guess long backstory on that. Like ever since I was like 15, I was always really involved in like extreme sports. Um, like growing up, I taught scuba diving for a living. That's what I did in high school and everything. Uh, so I did a lot of scuba diving, a lot of Certified skydiving. Patty right here, baby. Hey, <laughs> and then um, did a lot of like bull riding, a rodeo, cage fighting, stuff like that. So I grew up doing those things. And then later on in life, it became more of a full-time shooting thing. But though that pass of you know, extreme sports type things never really left me. So anytime I get the chance to do something kind of out, out of the ordinary, I definitely take the opportunity to do it. Did you say bullfighting? Bull riding. Bull riding. <laughs> okay. So you weren't doing bull the riding. capes and the... No, 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 no. <laughs> the matador. That. Maddie the matador. Well, that I'm completely unimpressed. Whatever. <laughs> you wrote it. That's the easy part. Fighting one's the hard part. <laughs> <laughs> so were you on the, the PBR? I was not that cool, no. But I did go watch the PBR last weekend, which was awesome. I yeah, I heard it. Uh, Tia went. My girlfriend went to that. She was there. Oh yeah. yeah. Was it which one? Um, like which weekend? Uh, last last weekend. This past weekend. Oh okay. Was she in Georgia? She yeah. She's she works uh, in the inter entertainment industry. She's working on some okay. TV show, something about vampires or something. I don't know. But <laughs> she she stays down there while she's working on the show. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I was there too. Oh, shit. I was a little embarrassed when you guys said PBR. I thought Paps Blue Ribbon. But Paps that's Blue just Ribbon. Time. That's, <laughs> Bill that's and I were fun. like, we're, we're part of PBR. Pro yeah. bull riding. PBR. Pro bull riding. Uh, yeah. That's like the NBA of bull riding. Basically, yeah. 
NFL of bull riding. Um, I wanted to go. I've never been to one, not a professional one. That's the professional. That's the big one. Um, I will say though, the local events are e- are just as good though because you know it's local guys. It's really it's just really fun. Yeah. So back to the plane. Why did you get on the plane? <laughs> um, so I was actually up doing like a a training related like trip up in Washington State. Uh, Washington State is one of the only places in the world that you can actually wing walk without owning your own plane and doing it yourself, basically. So. Um, called them up and I was like, Hey, like I saw you guys on the internet, internet, like, what do you have to do to get on the plane basically? And they were like, well, come take this. I think it was like an eight hour course. Um, I basically drove up to the board next to the border of Canada, took this eight hour course on basically how to walk up and down the plane without falling. Then we went up there, did our thing and then came back down. And it was really cool. Cause I got to see like from like the outside of an airplane standing up the Canadian border, like this huge lake. It was a beautiful view. Um, I will say though, that is one of the few times in my life that I was like, man, I might be, you know, you can do that from the, (laughs) you can do that from the inside of an airplane. (laughs) Not as cool though. It's (laughs) definitely not, not the same. (laughs) So they just let anybody do this. You pay them money. Um, I did pay them money, but, uh, they kind of asked my background. They were like, well, what's your background? I was like, okay, skydiving, things like that. So they had no, they knew that I kind of you know, at least could handle myself in those kind of situations. But from my understanding, they let pretty much whoever wants to pay them do it. But I mean, like skydiving, <laughs> but without a parachute. Yeah, exactly. Because, um, if you have a parachute on, on a plane, that's like externally built, if it accidentally opens before you mean for it to, it's going to take the entire plane down. So like it's counterintuitive basically to wear a parachute when you're on the outside, no, I guess. No, it's not. <laughs> Counterintuitive is getting know. on an airplane without a parachute. <laughs> How do you get your certificate? You live, and then when you land, they go, and they pre- then they present you the certificate that says you have passed. Actually, it was really funny. It was it was adorable, actually, because like when adorable. I got off the plane, um, her daughter, like the owner's daughter, walked up to me and handed me a challenge coin. It was like, here you go. Congrats on like your ride and like completing it. Everything. Hey, con- congrats on not dying. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, awesome. You don't I have mean, to cash you in your lived. insurance. <laughs> I Did- think it says like survive Mason Mason Academy of wing walking or something like that. I should have grabbed it. Before what I kind of <laughs> insurance do you have to have to do that? Um. So that's the problem. <laughs> they don't really make insurance for stuff like that. Right. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, so as you're doing this, there's no safety wires or anything. Um, well, it's kind of funny. Cause like, so for liability reasons, like they gave me this tiny, tiny little cable. It was like itty bitty. It was like the size of a pencil. And they were like, okay, cl- clip this to, um, this harness and it's going to go on like a bar on the wing of the plane, basically. And the cable was so small that if I had fallen, it literally wouldn't have done anything. And they were like, it's basically a liability thing, and a lot of people were asking it's for, for show. it. For so show, we it's like mask. It <laughs> yeah, I was like, sounds like you're masking a problem, but this is great. It's fine. <laughs> oh my gosh! So you've got a video of this. Where can people go see this video? Uh, I have a short version of the video on my Instagram page um, under my reels, but I'm I'm thinking about eventually, you know, maybe putting it up on YouTube or something one day because I have a full like two minute long video that's pretty cool. So yeah, you should put that up. That's pretty cool. Yep, I, I think that's probably it. one of the first things that I saw that that you did. And in the video, I was like, is this her or is this somebody she knows? 
And then I no. saw your picture where you're up on top, and you've got guns. You're holding ARs. Oh, yeah, that's a funny story too. So like, my my main sponsor in the the uh, range that I train at, like I mentioned earlier, was Sharpshooters USA, right? Um, so when I went up there, they sponsored that trip. So I was wearing a Sharpshooters jacket, and when the guy was teaching me how to walk up this plane, he was like, "Hey, what Sharpshooters? What do you do for a living?" I was like, "Oh, I teach people how to shoot guns." And he was like, "No way! Can you please teach my sons how to at least like." hold an AR properly and gun safety and stuff like that. So we took like to a be momentary, pansies, like hour long. <laughs> yeah, we took like an hour long break from learning how to walk up the plane for me to teach his kids how to shoot ARs basically. And so at the end of it, he was like, Hey, would you mind taking a picture with like the guns on top of the plane? I was like, of course I would. So. <laughs> well, no, not really. Nah. Yeah. After all of that, that's, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> like, no, awesome. no, I'm not going to do that. So I want to, I keep forgetting that I can share my screen. So uh, we're going to go to your, so this is Maddie's Instagrams right here. And I'm going to go down to that picture. So if you're listening, you're not watching the video, um, go to our video. Oh, I missed it. I passed it. Oh, yeah. And in the middle. And here it is. Is this the video or the picture? This is the video. Mm -hmm. Holy yeah, crap. That. There's no <laughs> yeah. fuck that. So you see why you see why I wanted to ask her about this, guys? Yep. That is you. That is me. Oh my god. 115 pounds of me. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? That is crazy. That is a firm hell no. And these people just like you can go there and give them your money and go through their course and you can do they will let you do this. You can. Um, did you ask them how many I people drove, have died before you? Did? I did actually. That was one of the first things I asked them, and they were like, "Nope, we're good." Uh, apparently, human grasp reflex, like how firmly we hold on to things when we're scared, really, really works. <laughs> oh my! So you got just a little cable that's that's locked in there if you. And if you fall, you're going to go that way, and you're going to be dangling. <laughs> right. So the cable, when you're walking up, that's that cable I was talking about. But when you actually stand on that little, um, I don't know how, thing, what you would call it, that pedestal. thing right there, yeah. yeah, then you can clip in. But, you know, um, when you get off the plane and on the plane, oh. it's a different story. So did you start off in the plane, in the passenger mm -hmm. seat, and you crawled out and got on the bottom and then crawled up to the top? What were what were you right. were you saying shit 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 the whole time? <laughs> um, it was more of a prayer, but a prayer. Point, yeah. Holy <laughs> shit! You were saying holy shit shit. shit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it was funny because like um, when you're on the ground and you're walking up the plane, you're like, okay, I got this. It's not that bad. And then when you get in the air, you're, the wind is like 120 miles an hour. So you stick your hand up. The first thing that happens is your hand flies behind your head. You're like, oh no, this yeah. is not good. And here's a picture of you. <laughs> With the guns, huh? I was going to say, if I ran that company and you said, hey, did anybody die? I would just point to the pile of unpicked up certificates and go, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> got a few unclaimed certificates here. but uh, A couple <laughs> challenge coins left that people didn't come and get. <laughs> right. For insurance reasons, I can't disclose that information. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> and where is this located where you can go do this, Maddie? That is in Washington State. Washington State. Okay. And what do you remember the I name? I recommend going in the summer when it's warm. What's the name of the company? Uh, Mason Wing Walking. Mason Wing Walking. Okay. 
Mason. I, there's a second letter I can't or a second name I can't remember. It's Mason School of Wing Walking or something like that. Why wouldn't you tag them in this post? <laughs> I did. I don't see it. Either. Maybe it's on the picture. Mm. No, it's not on the picture. Yeah. Oh well. That's, I mean, they didn't give tagged- you. Hey, if they don't give you a discount, screw them, right? They don't. They, <laughs> no, they were so nice. They were the nicest family here. I'll even look it up. Mason Lane Wing Walking. That's what it was. Shout out to them. They treated me so great. They were. Um, I answered all my questions. Were super patient. Uh, anything I needed, gave me snacks, which is great. And uh, their kids. <laughs> <laughs> snacks are good. I love snacks. So I know there's going to be some leadheads that are going to want to go do this. So if any of you leadheads go and do this, you got to let me know. I will go with you. Send me a video too. Yeah. No, I will go. I will go and watch. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not I'm even going to skydive. <laughs> I won't even skydive. So I'm definitely not going to do that. I would fly the plane, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Uh. Uh-uh. Very cool. That's funny. Uh, and then, of course, you got your training company, which is Matt mm-hmm. Maddie Dog Training. And you're based out of Georgia, as you stated. And what you, do you have a website where people can go and uh, sign up for classes or see what kind of classes you offer? Uh, so all classes can be you can sign up through ssusa.co. Uh, that's Sharpshooter's website. So anything anything you see on their website that has to do with pistol, that's usually my class. Uh, if anybody has questions, feel free to shoot me a DM or shoot them a DM on Instagram. Um, but yeah, that's, that's usually the website I run all my stuff through. Okay. Now you mentioned that you're getting into the competition shooting three gun. Uh, mm-hmm. Tom does a little bit of that himself. Oh yeah. Tom. Is Tom there? A little bit local, local, nothing big deal. Not, not, not as a, uh, you know, you should have let Maddie gone last because, uh, you know, like, <laughs> I'm like, she's just a superhero, man. I'm like, bam. <laughs> But uh, I, I do shoot. I've done three gun. I've done IDPA and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I just think it makes you a better shooter. In, oh, 100%. In, in right, general. Right. And you know, can I pull your um, social needs up, Tom? Say that again? Can I pull your social needs up? Do you want people to know your social needs? Oh, I don't care. Okay. There's nothing protected out there. We're no. good. Well, some people don't. They're no, we're good. Media. Yeah, there I am. There's, yeah, there's Tom. Wow. He's TK... Tactical, tactical with a K, T K T A K T I C A L, is Tom. So there's nobody ever. You might get it, but because my initials are T K, I did the T K and another T K. Oh, uh, so that's why I spelled tactical wrong because there's another K in there. So, Witty. I spell the A K corner with a K. There you go. Uh, I share my it. screen so you can't see it, but yeah. Anywho, um, but so Maddie, how did you get into the the competition shooting, and how are you doing so far? Um, so I got into competition probably about what maybe six months ago. Um, so I went out and trained with Sean Burrows in Utah for a little bit. Uh, he was teaching me some competition stuff, and so when I came back, I was like, okay, I'm ready for my first match. Uh, I don't do the three gun; I just do USPSA right now. But I really love it because it's taught me more about my shooting, like fundamental wise and performance wise than like anything else right it gives you an opportunity to uh really just kind of hone cognitive skills learn how to think fast how to decipher information quickly and things like that and so there's not a downside to it that i can think of at least no no definitely not um have you got any competitions coming up any matches coming up 
Yeah, I do a local one every Monday night at Sharpshooters, and then I do a few of the other local ones on the outdoor ranges. Uh, so just scattered throughout this month. Nothing big, just local stuff. Yeah. Hey, Tom, do you see this? Wait, let me stop. See that? I can't see that. No, it's far. Is that Mr. T on there? That's Mr. T. Do you see your patch? I just pulled up. Mr. On <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm good friends with the guys over at Samson, so they're local to me. So uh, What's their time with Mr. T? Guys. What's Samson's time with Mr. T? Well, they did a patch uh, that said, uh, uh, I pitted a fool to don't modify his tool or something like that on their patch. Yeah. So you That's just had a picture of it up. So, um, yeah, so they ran with the Mr. T type thing, you know, because I'm in, I'm in Massachusetts and New Hampshire is literally it's stone's throw away. So um, they're up in New Hampshire. So we became industry friends and friend yeah. friends. And there it is. Uh, don't be a fool. Enhance your tool. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Samson. And what do they Samson. do? They do customizations? Uh, they do a lot of uh, like bolt-on parts for um, ARs, uh, Mini 14s, a lot of um, like uh, grip modules and stuff like that. So they do a good job. I think they do. They do some uh, optic mounts too, which I think uh, for the price and what they are is, is pretty decent. Okay, very cool. And they're up there in New Hampshire. New Hampshire. The New Hampshire. Can get there from here. So we've had you on. We talked about your background a little bit. You also have a medical background. Talk about that, Tom. I do. Uh, I'm an RN by trade. Um, worked in the emergency system for a really long time. And then uh, also on the side, uh, psych stuff. I really have a sweet stop, spot for people that are hurting inside. And, you know, so I always wanted to make sure they had a voice while I was working as a nurse. And then I worked as a, believe it or not, as a school nurse for eight years in the inner city and I'd, I'd go to work like this, like, like, like this, just beard <laughs> tattoos. Kids would come in, you know, give me a band aid. Well, say please, you know, just trying to help these kids be better and healthy and, uh, you know, have a nice connection to the community. That's cool. Now you also, yeah, going back further than that, you also did some other stuff. Talk about your prior life, what you did. I'm trying to think what you're talking about. Well, well we I was talked a about me little lad in New York. I grew up in New York City. It was a, you know, uh, I rode bicycles and stuff. Very exciting. Not not like Maddie though. One time, one time I let go of the handlebars. That was crazy. <laughs> uh, Bill and I at Shot Show riding the escalator. We didn't hold on to the handrails. We were <laughs> we, we just were kicked it hardcore. People were like, get COVID that way. Easy Whoa. guys. No, I've been a nurse for a really long time and then um, and then got into shooting and then I took that medical training and adapt that into firearms and then I became a uh, officer down rescue instructor. So I work with uh, police officers or I did right now sort of with COVID things have dried up a bit. But uh, and so I work with police officers how to make sure they're being safe under live fire. So a little, lot more advanced than just, you know, first aid and stuff. And now I do a, uh, a civilian course called BTI, Basic Trauma Intervention, where I teach civilians how to treat uh, trauma injuries. Very good. So they tend to be a lot so, like obsessed with gunshot wounds, but um, really I try to focus on other things. So so prior to that. Well, what? I don't know where you're getting at. We talked about it offline. <laughs> <laughs> you had a joke to go along with it. 
You just oh, you just ruined the whole setup. Damn it. <laughs> oh yeah, I used to do I used to do sound engineering. I used to work with bands and stuff. I, I, listen, I'm getting old and I've been drinking. Um, so so no, I used to do sound engineering, which was great. You know, so I worked with a lot of bands and stuff. And and and, and I was telling him how uh, Elton uh, uh, Michael Jackson right before he died was gonna uh, redo a lot of the Elton John songs, which I thought was amazing. He was gonna do uh, you know that song "Don't Let Your Sun Go Down on Me." <laughs> Cricket, man. Oh, Maddie, do you know who uh, Michael Jackson oh. is? The only reason I'm laughing is because Lefty's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, mm, yeah, Elton, not but, familiar. But wait, wait. Did he worked with. Wait, Maddie, uh, do you know who Michael Jackson is? Yes. Do you know who Elton yeah, okay. John is? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you're a little younger. Do you know the so song? Let's not trash the good name of Michael Jackson. Thriller, baby. Greatest song. <laughs> greatest song of all time. Thriller. Yeah. Do you know the Thriller yeah. song, Maddie? Yes, I do yeah. know that. <laughs> I'm okay. not totally under a rock. Well, I mean, it is a few. <laughs> I just few years. On, on a plane. <laughs> yeah, I was busy doing things on planes. <laughs> you actually get out and live life, so I just, you know, I wouldn't hold it against you if you hadn't, you know. <laughs> And then, of course, everybody knows Bildo, uh, frequent guest yep. of the show. Everybody knows Bildo. So we're not, we're not going to yep. go into into Bildo there. Nope. But let's talk about shot. So were were you, Maddie? This is your first shot. Uh, Tom is with Enforce, but Enforce wasn't set up, so Tom got an opportunity to walk around and see the show and see things. Uh, Bill was there repping Talking Lead and Flioa, so he's he was around seeing everything. Uh, how many shot shows you been through, Tom? Five. Five. How about you, Bill? Eight or nine. Okay. Yeah, and me too. And this is the first one, other than the one they canceled, that I haven't been to in like the last ten years or whatever. So, um, I missed it. I did miss it. I really, really had that urge that I wanted to go, but at the same time, I was like, mm. I was like. I've got excuses to keep me from not going that are legit, so I think I'll cash those in. <laughs> so, so I didn't go. Um, but that's why I have you guys on. I want you to fill me in on what all I missed, what all our listeners missed. And there were some listeners that were there too. And I made a post, uh, and some of them commented on the post, so we'll go to that a little bit later too and get their uh, their take on it too. But being your first SHOT Show, Maddie. And I'm, I know you've heard about it. People have talked about it. Did it did it live up to your expectations? Um. So, I mean, it was honestly exactly what I figured it would be. Okay. The only thing that was, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a convention. So, the only thing that really kind of surprised me was, and it really wasn't a surprise knowing what's happening with coronavirus and everything, but I did hear that it was like shoulder to shoulder every single year. Uh, there oh, was yeah. like not that many people there this year. So Assholes to elbows kinda, every year. Yeah, Absolutely. so I was like, actually kind of happy about that though, because honestly, like crowds are not my thing anyway. So, yeah, and I think, I think probably a lot of the stuff too, the people didn't go and do the extra mile that they normally do to try to one up mm -hmm. every year. Uh, I think right. you, I think that was probably from what I've heard from people. I think that was probably missing this year also the after parties mm -hmm. and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um. Cause that's that's really the experience. It's not 
necessarily the show. It's it's everything that happens around the show is really what the excitement is, in my opinion. Um, so, so I think Shot Show is an experience. It's oh, it an is. all it's a five day experience that has Absolutely. multiple facets to it. It's it's the show itself. It's the after parties. It's seeing different things and people, and and then underlying the bubbling underneath is Vegas. Yeah. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Vegas just yeah. adds to the whole thing. But the Range Day, did everybody go to Range Day? No, I didn't get to go. You didn't go? Why? You didn't get invited? I had to, I had to teach that day. <laughs> oh, you had to teach? Yeah. Bill went. Did you go, Tom? No, didn't. All right, so Bill went to Range Day. That That's like the kickoff to the SHOT Show. So talk about Range Day, Bill. Well, well, first chance Paris and I went to Daniel Defense's private range day. That was that was cool as hell. Saw, saw Jake, Jason, uh, all those guys. So that was cool. Yeah. And then Chance dropped me off there. But uh, range day was very quiet, very, very mellow. Um, not nearly as you said the assholes, the elbows that you and I are accustomed to walking through, mm -hmm. except for the long range portion. Where I try to stop by Faxon and shoot their new uh, six eight black, uh, couldn't get through there as usual, um, so that was difficult. But yeah. pretty pretty tame. Um, didn't get a whole lot of shooting in just because the range rules were very different this year. Talk about them. Uh, Talk oh, about the so range rules. Example for I, I stopped by Walther's booth to uh, talk to a guy there I know, and you get stopped. At the front of the booth, and uh, never, no, I can't do it right now. No, sorry, thanks, honey. Elaine trying to feed me, but it's not going to work out while trying to do all this. So yeah, yeah, I'll just keep drinking. Anyway, um, you get stopped at the front of the booth, and then and now Elaine's going to yell at me because you missed dinner. <laughs> oh, she'd yell at you regardless, dude. I mean, shit. I mean. <laughs> She's looking forward to you coming back up, so get your ass up here, dude. Um, you get stopped in front of the booth, and then at, let's say, Walther, you then, once the, they've got three tables up front and range safety officer, officers at each one. Once that table clears, then you get allowed to go up to that table, mm -hmm. pick out a gun, get handed a magazine, and start shooting. As a RSO is just I fucking you the whole time, like staying right next to you. So that was tedious. So did they There's have more RSOs than normal? Oh God, yes. I've never seen so many RSOs in all the years you and I've been going. Do you think that's because event. maybe there weren't as many people, so they weren't spread out as much? I think no. I think it was a new a new policy, a new safety policy, in in my view, because <clears throat> I've I, I've never seen this many RSOs standing right at the line of fire ever before. Hmm. So kudos, I'm all for a safe, as a firearm instructor, I'm, I'm all cool with the safe line. But wow, it was it was tedious. There's another one I went to where you went to the main booth, then you went to uh, a table midway to the tables where you got hand your magazines, then you went up to the final table and got to shoot. And again, RSO right there watching you the whole damn time. Hmm. And then make sure clear and safe, as we typically do, walk the mags. I took the ma empty mags and walked them back to the guys who were loading them, not making the dude 
from the company that are with me do it because uh, that's just common courtesy. But yeah, it was it was tedious. Uh, and the one time I went up to uh, Caltech, Chad just got blasted with people. So no time to talk with him or yeah. try shooting any of their stuff. I haven't had a chance to talk so. with, with Chad and the crew at Caltech yet to see how the show went for them. But uh, we are going to get them on because they did release the P-15 their new, uh, their first striker fire, um, nine millimeter pistol, and it's supposedly the lightest on the market right now. Lightest, thinnest. <coughs> Dude, you. mute yourself when you do that. How rude! I tried to. How rude! <laughs> but, but we're gonna have them on to talk about that. And I wish you would have got to to shoot it, but um, I dry fired it at the booth, and it that is will impressive come. for a five point five pound. That does not feel like a 5.5 pound based on however they engineered that thing. It is really damn crisp and clear. I thought it was under 5. It feels much, It feels under 5.5. That's how they engineered it. It is a 5.5, but once you start drawing it back, and there's not a lot to it, it breaks like a 2.5, 3 pound. It was impressive. Let's see. Let's just see what they say it weighs here. So I'm going to their website now. Why don't I just share this with everyone? I wish there was a quicker way to share my screen. So there it is, the P-15. Ooh. Yeah, right? Pretty sexy. Mm -hmm. Pretty sexy. There's P-15. They've also got a metal, an all-metal version of this too, which is their first also all-metal pistol. And it's got wood grips. They've got some mm. pictures of it on their social meds. Uh, high vis, double stack. Here we go. Here's the specs. Uh, it's 14 ounces, dude. Where do you get five pounds? The trigger <laughs> the pull. Trigger pull, you jackass. Trigger pull. Trigger pull is five pounds. I'm like, fuck, that's a, that's a high point. It's five pounds. Whatever. 15 plus one, which I'm sure they'll have extensions and stuff like that. Um Five inch height width is, I think it's the thinnest too. It is. They uh, advertise it as the the thinnest. So I'm excited to try that one out. Looking forward to getting my my copy of that one. But so you didn't get an opportunity. You're at the range. the The range officers you're saying seem to be plentiful. Were they? Oh, yes. Were they uh, douchebags or were they just standing there watching? We're just standing there watching. They weren't they weren't horrible. Okay. Just very observant and on top of shit. And as far as the crowd goes, a lot lot thinner. I heard people were telling me Ooh. that you could actually do your recordings and social media stuff because it wasn't, you know, like the constant pop, 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 like a yeah, war zone. Absolutely accurate. Like the Correct. the war that's getting ready to happen over in Czechoslovakia, you know. Mm. <laughs> so would you yes. agree with that i completely agree with that and you went later no, in the day though right i got there about 11 30 a.m and uh well that's not that's not too bad no and then ran into curtis and we went over to another to burger nine and yeah. uh was able to record him help him out with his stuff and uh it was super easy peasy I mean, we just waltzed in and did our thing and waltzed cool. out. It was 
it was no problem. Waltz in, waltz out. So that's something you got to do next time, Eddie. You got to go to range day. Range day is right. is my favorite part of the whole thing. I could do that and just be done and and hmm. not do the rest of the week. Um, yeah, and, definitely and, find that in next time. And do some of the other range days because uh, normally, well, not normally, but in the past, uh, Antares has had their range day. They didn't do theirs this year, so right. we usually get like two or three range days in while we're there. And that's, you know, that's really cool. Like Daniel Defense will have theirs. There's other companies that have their own private range days. Um, oh, like throughout SHOT Show, basically? Uh, yeah, uh, but it's usually Monday, the days before. Uh, media day. Oh, okay. Yeah, like Sunday, um, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. You know, people will Right. Do did you get to shoot uh, with the RIS-3 rail at all? If I did, I don't remember which weapon that was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chance, Paris, and I just got handed mags and we just went dumping rounds. Uh, so we had a good time doing that and talk with Jason, Jake. It was, a, it was a good range day there with those guys. Uh, what Maddie's talking about, Daniel Defense has a, a new rail out. It's called the the R3. And um, it should be out any time now. But they've got a whole – the DDM4's got a whole new lower and everything, completely ambi lower uh, mm -hmm. with their new R3 rail on it. Uh, pretty cool stuff. Um, There's a badass rail. And they've got some other stuff, too, that I guess they didn't release that yet at SHOT, did they? That we can't talk no. about. No. We can't, no, talk, we can't about. talk about. No. Nope. Okay. Nope. You probably know what it is, don't you, Maddie? You know. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Tom has got no goddamn clue, so he's just drooling. They're going. Sorry, Tom. Tom. Sorry, Tom. So that was range <laughs> day. So basically uneventful. Um, nothing else to add range day? Nothing worth mentioning? No. Okay. All right. So let's get yeah, to day sorry. one. Day one of SHOT Show. Did you fly in that night, the night before, Maddie? Um, I think I flew in Monday night. Yeah, the night of the range day. Okay. I got in pretty late, though. So you were there first thing for the the floor. Right. Okay. Which I literally got lost probably 4,000 times throughout the entire week. I was like, <laughs> there's no way. Easy to do. Yeah. Like trying to get to it? Well, no. It was more getting, once you got inside the hotel, unless you were just following the crowd. We went in like a back way at first, mm -hmm. and it took us like 45 minutes to get there. <laughs> to get to the actual convention itself. Like where the vendors are, yeah. Yeah, I got you. So normally they have pretty good signage. To, to direct people? Were they lacking this year on that? I don't know how it was last year, but I think they were lacking this year. <laughs> yeah. From a first person's yeah, it perspective. Was, it was really hard to find. You, <coughs> yeah. Damn, Tom. I, I think the signs were one row off. I don't know. I'd go down, like it was like 8117, and I'd be in the 8-2 row. I, I don't know if somebody screwed it by one row over, oh, okay. but every time I went down a row – it was the wrong numbers for me, but a, a Dewey decimal system was never a, a thing for me. So well, the map was also like near impossible to read because it was so the numbers were so small on the map and it just had numbers and then it had like a coordinating list of vendors and stuff like that. Uh, so it was really hard to see when they had the blown up map like stationed on various vendor booths or whatever. Uh, it was just hard to it was hard to read without the actual key. Did you download the app? Uh, I couldn't really get it to work on my phone, so uh, I've had that, that might be why. Yeah, I've had that one happen to me. Before. Rookie mistake. 
No, it, it depends on the I app. I never use the app. Know. I've never used the app. Oh, I really? use it to I love find the where the hell I'm going. <laughs> I love the app. I get them. I get their, they have a map, an actual printed map that, that you can get, and that's what I use. I always use that. Um, but another thing is they the Caesars is new was new this year. They mm-hmm. had the expansion over to Caesars, and some of the people that used to be in the old had moved over there. And I talked to some of the people that had moved over, and uh, they were they were saying that the traffic there was dismal. Yeah, doesn't surprise me because it was the hardest place to find. I think out of the entire map and that's what they were saying they're saying there were no people like they'll direct you into the venetian the plaza wherever it is um but there was nothing directing people to get to caesar's how to get there right far left corner of the big room did y'all see any signage signage. did you see any signage a little bit not i mean there was signs but it'd be very generic like generic so it wasn't specific to where i i know that i missed an entire floor because there were booths on instagram that i saw and i wanted to visit i just straight up couldn't find so they could have they could have benefited for some like big arrows sticker arrows on the floor just saying caesars just because it was so new and it was so different exactly Um, or at least back back corner of the room Follow the bridge. You're good to go. Um, I, w- I went to I went over there and visited some friends and whatnot. Um, the rooms are really. It's cleaner there. It seemed a little brighter. That's what I heard. More, That's what I heard. Yeah, it seemed a little cleaner and nicer and newer. Um, but it was like really like thin. Like they almost said, okay, we didn't get the amount of people that we wanted, so everybody gets two booth sides almost. It was very very thin. Mm-hmm. I think that was a function of not as many attendees or vendors showing up. So both of those struck at the same time. Yep. Yep. So agreed. So they've yeah, got once I figured it, out where the hell it was. So what I heard was, officially was there was like somewhere around a hundred vendors that didn't show up. I mean they 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 might have had like their signage and stuff like that up and we know a couple of companies that did that. Um mm-hmm. but they weren't you know physically there. But there's thousands. I don't know how many, how many, like two thousand vendors or something there. I don't know, something ridiculous. So, um, but it's surprising to me that everybody that I've talked to, except for maybe one or two people, said that they noticed. They could tell that it didn't seem like, you know, they were like there were a lot of vendors that weren't there. So there had to be more than a hundred that didn't show up. And I think it was probably some of the bigger ones, probably is why it seemed maybe more empty. And the fact that they moved a bunch of stuff over to uh, to Caesars. But I was talking to Dwight at Seal One, mm-hmm. and he felt that the signage was very lacking. And that's why they weren't getting the traffic over there in the Caesars area. Because he said, from Caesars to get to the Venetian there was all kinds of signage and everything getting people there, but there was nothing reciprocal from the Venetian right, to you're, Caesars. As you're walking through the main And hall, they were saying, yeah, yeah mean, he was I, saying I that, agree with that he was saying people were having to, they said, yeah, I had to take a shuttle to get over here and blah, blah, blah. And like, mm-hmm. but you didn't because there's just a little, there's a little bridge right there that you go across. I will say though, like anybody that I stopped and asked, like there was little booths everywhere with a tent, like, 
uh, workers that were there just to help you with directions. Like every single person I asked for directions, they were the nicest people ever. Like they would sit there and look at the map with me. They draw little arrows and like they were really helpful when you actually talk to them in person. Mm, right. um, so that that was a good thing. I think the employees did a really good job. So I'm, I've got the floor plan of uh, this is level two uh, up on the screen right here. And, this, you know, this is what Tom was talking about earlier as far as the rows. When you've got a map or you've got the, the app or whatever, it says booth, you know, 1242, 427. Then you got you got to find the row and then you got to go down that row. Uh, and then hopefully they're numerical and they line up. But you're saying they were probably off one. So you went down there. It just felt like that. Like I would be in the 82. Let's just use an example. 8200. Yeah. And I would go down to what I thought was the 8200. And it would be 8300. I just felt like somebody screwed up by one. I don't know. It could be me. I just could be absolutely. That's the way wrong. I feel every year. Because I'm always like missing. It's like it should be right here. And it's not It here. should be easy. Yeah. And then it's like four rows over. But. I, th I think they could have done a better job at incorporating the Caesars, especially just because it was so new. Because those of us that have been there three, four years, we know where everything is. You know, you're going to you know that you're going to split Venetian and go down the hallway. You're going to pass this, that and the other thing. And then you're hitting the main yeah. rooms. Hit the when coffee, coffee Caesar, shop right before I, you get in. Yeah, I was completely confused. I only went down there once just because it was so damn far. And honestly, it wasn't worth it. At, at this point, maybe it'll get bigger. I have no idea. Well, I'm, it remains to be seen, but, um, nope. and they moved the, uh, the media, I think up a level too, from what, where it normally was. Did you go to the media room at no. all, Bill? No, I didn't even stop. And I, I never stopped in media. I, well, I like to go up there just to see everybody, um, say, Hey, and sometimes they have some, some free swag and stuff too. Food, drinks, you can go up there and get drinks and all kinds of stuff. So Yeah, you can do that. I guess last shot show I was at in twenty twenty. I went up there. But generally I, I kind of bypassed that one. I'm I'm more interested about the vendors and exhibitors than yeah. media part. I have a question for your listeners. Uh anybody feel like it was too hot in there? I felt like either I was menopausal or that they didn't turn on the air conditioning because I, I was sweating balls the whole, well, I could have been menopausal too, but um, no offense to our menopausal women listeners, but um, God bless you. It just felt like I was just always How warm. How dare you? You have time. no idea what they're going through. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't that's know. what exercise does. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would fit in perfect so with this crew, I Maddie. I really liked Maddie starting off, but you know I what? knew she would fit in. <laughs> That was spot on. She's like, I saw your gut in one of the pictures just a second ago. Fat ass, no wonder why you're warm. Climbing on airplanes. In the possible. Yeah. I, love no, I just, it. I just felt like the whole place was just too warm. I was just, just sweating my nuts off. Yeah. Yeah. Facial hair will do. That's that how thing. I became menopausal. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about. What you saw there that was cool. What did you see that was cool? Let's start with Maddie. Um, what did you go oh, in and you're I, just like, wow, this is just, this is cool. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Uh, I didn't really see anything that like blew my mind because 
you know, you can only reinvent the wheel so many times, I think. But I did see, this might not be cool to anybody else, but I think Cry Precision, Cry Precision, goodness, I can't say that. Cry. Um, just say Not with a woman's line, like, of clothes. I think it's just one shirt, one pair of pants, but, like, it's something. It's a you start. Know? It's a start, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was pretty excited about that. Um, seeing that's really cool. Uh, but, yeah. That's one thing that stood out in my mind, I guess. What about something? Well, let's go around today. What did you see, uh, Tom, that you just thought was really cool? There, there really wasn't. Nothing really wowed me. Uh, I actually felt it was the other way. Um, you, you know, years past, there was always some sort of energy that was exciting and, and new, and there was a buzz and this vibe. And uh, I felt SHOT Show was kind of flat this year. Okay. Uh, I think it's twofold. I think a lot of people express that they got to speak to the real, like people that really need to be there. So the conversation quality was up, but I think that the, the effort, I think for some, most of the booths was kind of like, yeah. And that's same old, same old. That's kind of the, and I've gotten mixed on this from the vendors that I talked to. Um, there's some that were like, yes, it was great. I had an opportunity to actually meet with our, because for our listeners who don't know, this was originally set up as a buyer's show. This was a buyer's show. This wasn't the big, huge media affair marketing event that it's turned into be. It, it didn't start off that way. It was, you know, this was the main show where uh, these these companies signed their buyers, got their orders for the year, or got a you know big chunk of them. Um, but I've talked to some that they're just like, hey, I haven't taken an order at Shot Show in years. It, it's just a marketing event for us. But then I've talked to others that, yes, that, that's what they use it for. And there were some that said, yes, we got quality time with our clients. We got to spend more time with them because we weren't having to deal with all the influencers and brochure grabbers um, that, that come by and you know asking all the stupid questions. There was a few of those, but there was also – and it's, it's probably about 50-50 that said, no, we didn't – our people didn't show up. Our buyers weren't there. We didn't have an opportunity to to do the business that we normally do. We probably did about 30% of what we normally do. So I was getting it from both both scales. So, you know, I guess I guess it's, it depended on who your client was because big people like Davidson's weren't there. RSR wasn't there. You know, these big buy groups that normally are there weren't there. Um, and then some of the, the company, like Ruger was a big one that wasn't there. Springfield was a big one that didn't show up. Um, who else? Sig. Sig, yes. Enforce. Safari Land. Yeah, Safari Land, huge. Yeah. So, and I, I tell you, not not having a booth was, was a godsend for us. In the fact that I did get to chat with a lot of people that I normally wouldn't be able to to, to deal with mm-hmm. or you know talk to about business, uh, and strangely, even if they had a booth, I actually they had time to talk, which was you know it wasn't like I was being a pain in the ass to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, walking through the hallways, I never felt claustrophobic. You know, a lot of times I'm like I get angry, like. Hugging the walls. Uh, you know, oh, hell yeah. I, I, I want to get back to my room, brush my teeth, wash my face, and it's like a wall of people. And again, it's it, it's it's double-edged sword. Uh, there's a pro to that, and there's also a con to that. Yeah. But being able to have full conversations with people and making those connections again was, was amazing. 
Um, and and I think Inforce, and, and again, I'm I'm Tom Kane, but also Inforce as well. Sure. Um, we enjoyed being manufacturers and talking with our customers and people that we work with in the industry and having a full conversation. Uh, I think that part of it was spot on. Yeah, it was really cool too. Cause like I didn't go there expecting to be able to talk to like the owners of certain companies, like bigger companies or whatever. Uh, almost every single booth I went to, I either met the owner or like their main manager. So I thought that was pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely a benefit. So that was a pro that I was hearing from uh, a lot of the the vendors that were there. Is that they got to actually talk to their their clients, the people that actually buy their stuff and resell it to, you know, lay people like myself and Bildo. So um, what about – what about you, Bill? We didn't talk about you. What did you see? <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Oh my, um, the Burger 9, uh, Turkish pistol being imported uh, by uh, Ken down in Finley, Ohio. That thing was kind of badass to shoot. That's the one pistol I really wanted to shoot. Uh, got some trigger time with that and was tack driving the full frame uh, easily. So looking forward to seeing that come out. That was a really nice gun. Um, God, the guys at uh, AccuFire, they're Gen 2 and Cindus. Holy shit. That will be badass. Along with their rifle, Red Dot, with a solar panel What can you tell us about the Gen 2? What's going to make it badass? Uh, Ten times better than the Incendus original one, and I love the Incendus. That thing is a, a game changer for me. Better color palettes. Better resolution, um, you can Wi-Fi capability, recording, recording extra battery it, uh, capability. Yeah. It's they only had three of these prototypes there. They're not even rifle rated yet. But sitting there with Jason and Brandon, fucking badass. These guys are making a run at some of the bigger ones out there, and uh, super proud of those guys. And they're just it was awesome. Had a great time standing in the booth with them. And as you're talking about Caesars being somewhat lame and, and, and toned down as far as attendance, AccuFire was just getting pounded. Were they Every at Caesars? Re- What's that? They were at Caesars? They were in Caesars, yeah. Okay. And those guys were nonstop busy as hell. Uh, but so their stuff that's coming out is fantastic. Vertex came out with uh, a new line. Uh, so, Maddie, you may want to look at those. Uh, they have a women's line, and I'm a huge Vertex fan, as most should know. I've uh, been great friends with those guys for a long time. And uh, some of their – oh, hell, what was the name of their stuff? Hold on here. Vertex? Yes, sir. Let me pull up their website here. That's not – they don't do tax technology, do they? <laughs> That's, what's that? That's the wrong website. The uh, the Delta LT lightweight tactical pants, uh, the Firebase hoodie full zip, Integrity P and Plus P jackets vests, and their Unity runners clutch. Um, I love Let's Vertex, so they've got some fantastic stuff. 
that has just come out and they're branching into the overland community because it overlaps with the 2A community. Um, really, really like what I saw at Vertex. Is this some of their new stuff here? New arrivals? Is that mm. what we're talking about? Uh, and Tom and I are both Vertex bag fans. So um, You were going to say bag fags. I know what you're going to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on. Let me get Gear you queers. Women's. There you go, Maddie. I, yeah, there we go. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. I've been wearing them for like three, four, or five years now. Just mm-hmm. everything that comes out of their shop is just. Yeah. Hey, if they make women's sock pants that are like actually, you know, functional, that'd be amazing. Cause pran- I wear pranas like pretty much every single day, but they're really the only tack pants that I can find that I really like. Have you tried um, First Tactical? First Tactical makes a really nice I- women's tack pant. Do they? I've tried a lot of their like outer shell jackets and stuff like that, but I've never tried their pants, so I'll have to order some. Yeah, Tia uh, has a couple of pair though. She really likes them. Yeah, I was actually going to do a video uh, about that soon. Actually, I think Prana was uh, is was rock climbing gear to start off with. Mm-hmm. They that's still where are. I still I used to rock climb so big time. Um, yeah. So that's where Prana got its start. Mm-hmm. Who's Prana? So did so did so did Arcteryx. North Face, all those companies until they went military, they were mm-hmm. they were selling stuff to dreadlocked hippie hiker tree huggers, rock, yeah, tree tree hugging rock climbers. I, I shit you not. And yeah. Arcteryx was like one of the first ones that said, you know what? I think we can do something in the military line, and they went bananas oh. with their leaf and all that. Uh, they sure I as hell charge enough for it. Oh shit! Oh, yeah. Dollars for a jacket. Oh shit! Come with a hose. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Maddie? I'm surprised Prana doesn't make uh, military stuff by now because I know almost every single female instructor in the firearms industry wears strictly Prana because they're comfortable and they actually like fit you well instead of being like you know look like a dude or have really tight pants or whatever. I was actually gonna make a video about this soon because um, I've tried probably 50 different brands of pants and had no luck except for Prana. Try First well, Tactical. If you need to hook at Vertex, please let me know. I know we, those guys well. We need to hook her up with First Tactical, Bill. Yeah, I know both very, very well. Yeah. Cool. <coughs> yeah, hook her up with First Tactical. So that that was everything you saw that was cool. So what about something that um, maybe you looked at and you're like, what the hell were they thinking? Oh, got one. Okay. Boom. Because of your damn media badge, which was awesome. I got pulled aside by a really nice guy, but he goes, what do you think about uh, bio tech, bio access grips for firearms? You say stupid. You love them or you hate them. Do you say say stupidest idea ever? Do you want to punch him? Do you want to punch him in the head? No, I listened to the spiel. I understood where they're going with it. I got it. You didn't represent me accurately then. (laughs) Well, no, I didn't say that. I got where they're going with it, but the third failsafe is a key to unlock the... uh, (laughs) Third failsafe. You're fucked then. I mean, if you get to that point, you're fucked. Third failsafe. Oh, my God. Yeah. The first was your thumb. The second was some RIF ring or bracelet. Well, if you're wearing a bracelet, what do you got to do? Put it around the front of your rip to open it up oh we're gonna come out with a ring and can i put ring even, can i put hello kitty on it 
Yeah. I, I have uh, visions of somebody removing my eyeball for the retina scan. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, how come your eye lifts? Well, it's a good story. See, I have this retina scan on my grip that releases Where? my retina. The guy attacked me, ripped my eyeball out, and then shot me. It with runs a blood scan. It pricks you and it runs a blood scan. <laughs> yeah, and if that fails, you've got to pull the key from your dead yeah. fingers, you know, or it's the like, keychain or whatever. It's like, wait, wait, don't shoot me yet. Wait. Yeah, I got Black it. Criminal. Like, Ooh. Mm. Dude, I cannot remember my passcode with you stressing me out right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. remember my pattern, so that, damn it. <laughs> that was a hard one for me because, yeah, no, I I will never go that route. Yeah, I, I would have just... How much is it? Lightly walked away. They did not even have a price yet. It was still... they. Want to go crowdfunding or whatever that is? Oh, they can I feel charge. Like that be like hundreds of dollars. Charge whatever they want. It ain't gonna sell. <laughs> charge a million dollars. It ain't gonna sell. That's some of that stuff at Shot Show that I don't even understand how somebody affords to get to a booth. You know, with something like three D printed that still has the little, you know, the three D printed ridge lines that you're supposed to clean up or make a mold from that and then make something else. Like the end product, I believe, should never be three D printed unless like it's cleaned Lego. Up, but that's how you make a mold for something else. Yeah, uh, I saw so many things that were, I call them like uh, the you know end cap at a supermarket where it's an afterthought. Like, oh yeah, throw one of those in the cart. You know, like it's it's up there with gun shows that sell beef jerky. It's like you know, it's just, <laughs> it's the beef jerky of the world. You go, yeah, screw it. I'm hey, in the mood for some Hawaiian. Gotta get your protein. Jerky. Gotta get your protein. Definitely. <laughs> what about you, Maddie? What was that about? Cool things I saw, or ridiculous things. So just I saw? something, yeah, just something you saw that just made you go, hmm. Um, You're like, hmm. What the hell's that? People. For? <laughs> hey, Marty. <laughs> What is it, 30 or 33 Super Carry, one of the two? What is it? Oh, Say the round. It? Yeah, the round. Um, oh. I didn't get to see it in person. I just heard about it, and I was like, mm. A 32. Hey, Bill, weren't you talking to somebody that was in charge of that or developed that? The 32 caliber? We at, yeah, we were at Samba Sushi. We had that conversation. Who were we talking to about that? That guy with the he had the thing on and he had yeah, a hat. That, right. <laughs> that guy. Right. <laughs> and he had legs and arms. It was you remember that guy. Yeah, sure. I remember the USCCA guys. Um, oh, that was funny. Yeah. That was funny. So anyway, let's go back to Maddie while you're thinking about it. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Maddie. Uh, I, I, know. I think Federal came out with it or one one of the big ammo companies. It was like thirty or thirty three super carry. I don't remember what it was called, but it was just a new like a new round for concealed carry. Again, I don't know much about it. I just remember hearing about it. You could look, probably look it up on. I'm looking Google it up. Yeah, while you're. Yeah, that just all these different rounds. You know, these new rounds that people come out with. Mm-hmm. It's like why there's there's a thousand different calibers out these days. Well, did you see uh, Faxon and Q with their 6.8 blackout, which is a neck down 338 Laplua. Laplua? What's oh. a Laplua? Is that a new round? Oh, the 338, I don't know. Fuck. The 338 Laplua? Uh, maybe Laplua? I'm thinking Andy Lop. Uh, no, different guy. That's Tommy Christ. Anyway. He still doesn't that, understand he's saying he's it wrong. He's in front of you, yeah. <laughs> yes. I know he is, yes. Laplua. Fuck him. Laplua. The 338, anyway, the 68 blackout was this crazy looking. Screw you. Um, <laughs> kind of like uh, Fermunda. <laughs> Fermunda <right>? cheese? <laughs> yes, that, that's that one. I think the round you're talking about was called the La Pew Pew. 
We'll take that. Maddie, I'm not finding a 32 or a 33 super carry. Maybe it's so new they don't even have anything out on it yet. Look up 30. It might have been 30. The 30 super carry? There is a 30. Yeah, new, that's probably what it was. Here we go. I think the advantage of was it's a little bit smaller than nine, correct? So now you're you're loading in. So what a 380 is. 16 rounds. Well, yeah, it's somewhere. Yeah, it's somewhere in between that. It sounded like, but maybe they're getting the same performance as a nine, like kind of like that whole thing. Forty, they're getting the same performance out of nine that they did forty. Now they're going to get twenty-two shells that just blow your face off immediately with radioactive, you know, material with a la pew pew type <laughs> setup. So I, I, for some reason, I'm locked up here. But breach brain, bleh, breach brain. I'm talking like Bill now. Breach, bang, clear. New caliber, new guns. 30 super carry. Uh, maybe the biggest shot announcement so far has been that of two new guns designed to use a brand spanking new caliber. A Nighthawk 1911 and a Smith & Wesson Shield EZ chambered in something called 30 super carry, which is already being referred to as 30 SC. And my page is locked up, and I can't go past that. So there it is. That's the one you're talking about, I guess. Yep, that's it. Okay. Like I said, Bill and I, Bill and I talked to somebody about it that may have been involved in that or was very aware or something. And and it seemed like, like you said, like like 380 is to nine millimeter. It falls somewhere in between there. But I think the big catch was some sort of good velocity out of it, but more rounds. But at this point. At this point in technology and development of, of bullets and guns, it, is that going to make that big of a difference on whether I'm going to be able to, to stop a threat that's attacking me or not? Or knocking down a target or whatever it may be. Taking down some... You're not going to hunt with this round, obviously. You know, it's more... It's going to be... It, it's a defensive round. Let's face it. It's a defensive round is what it is. Yeah. So you're going to be able to get more bullets that perform the same as a nine millimeter. Is that what they're saying? Basically. I think that's the premise of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get a mag. So some would argue just get better training. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, I mean, I've always had the argument and, you know, I'm probably going to get shit on for this one, but you know, everybody's stopping power, stopping power, stopping power. But you know, you put a 45 in most, not most, some people's hands that don't train off the couch and they're going to miss 10 times, you know? Um, and then people say, well, you know, my wife carries a 22 and people say, ah, but if she can put 10 rounds in a, in a, in a, an eight by 10 shot, I, I don't want to get shot by a 22. I don't want to get shot by a pellet gun. I mean, let's be honest. Mm-mm. They all freaking hurt. Um, does that take the, the, I flinch, the, the wind out? Of Tom, I flinch at a Nerf gun being shot at me. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so can I tell a story? <laughs> Uh, we just, I just got involved in airsoft and, and I don't know a lot about airsoft. So my son and I are out back with, uh, uh, some of Sig Sauer's airsoft and my son's probably 30 yards away and I lit him up cause I was thinking it's airsoft. Oh, I hit him in his leg and God bless the, the little guy, but. I looked, he had shorts on and he had one of those bruises that was bleeding around the outside of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like go yeah. call your mom up going to just go to the doghouse right now. But again, so here's a write up. Here's a write up from American rifleman. This page is working. The other page wasn't working. 
this the 30 super carry is loaded with a 0.312 projectile smaller in diameter than the popular nine millimeter luger and the 380 acp because of this reduced size double stack pistol magazines built to accommodate nine millimeter luger cartridges can carry two more rounds <laughs> of 30 super carry in the same spacing giving handgunners more rounds without needing more space single stack magazines gain an extra round over nine millimeter luger so i feel like this is to one up the 365 or something like that you know when that came out everybody freaked out maybe this is their counter to it so you're getting a muzzle velocity of 1250 feet per second 347 foot pounds of energy at the muzzle far more than the federal 99 grain 380 acp which produces uh 223 foot pounds at the muzzle uh, in fact it's almost on par with the 124 grain 9 millimeter luger hst load which produces 364. Um, but again, you can get mag extensions. Anyway. How about a reload? Yeah. Uh, practice your reloads. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm all for technology and innovation and progressing. And, you know, maybe, maybe this falls in that category to me, but at some point you got to say enough's enough on this let's start putting our efforts toward something else you know maybe a different kind of projectile i don't know i don't know so i'm not excited about that and i agree with maddie on her assessment that this is probably one of those things that make you go hmm <laughs> i think we've hummed this one to death what do you think <laughs> what else was there anything else maddie that you saw uh EOTech came out with a new optic. I didn't get to see it though. I didn't get to stop by EOTech, but I again I heard about it. Okay. Uh, it was a red dot, red dot for pistol. And I don't think primary uh, was set up either. Ken Ken Ross was on our last episode, of the AK Corner, uh, with Primary Arms, and they've come out with several new uh, optics. They've got a, a, a red dot. They've got a red dot for the pistol. That they've come out with, I think, in conjunction with Hollow Sun, uh, and they've got a new. It's called a Vulcan reticle, which is pretty cool. And he was telling us about oh, I it. I didn't hear about that. Yeah. 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 Is that the new <laughs> Hollow Sun? Is that the new Hollow Sun? It is. Oh, look! There it is. With the. Is it got the Vulcan? Yeah, of course. Nice, Tom, to I the don't rescue. Know, I don't know if we could do. Oh, uh, wait! Oh, there it is. Oh, Boom. There we go. That's, That's a, harder than you think. That is really hard. That's, Without muzzling myself and is that the Vulcan reticle though? The Vulcan reticle is um half moon and it's got the the ACSS um uh, in it. I think this is this is with the It's got the bumpers that if you move it to one side or another it'll yeah, it'll let sure. you know. So it's just a circle version of that. Okay, there it is. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen. And you got a nice light on there, too, by the way. Is that a wild two on there? Here's a wild one. <laughs> I got a wild one right here. 50. Yeah, I, got, I got a wild a two right here. Brighter than your normal 500 total. Look at that. Love it. Anyway, um, 
So what else? Any anything else sticks out that you guys saw that were like, that's really cool. What about people? Who did you see there that was cool? I mean, I wasn't there. So Betty. <laughs> You're looking Brent. at him. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Brent <laughs> was good to see Brent again. Uh, I saw him all dapper as fuck that night uh, at the Tom's Mansion party thing. That was cool as hell. Now, but one more product. Samson, thanks to Tom, came out with a new Evolution series. Oh, yeah. Is that Chuck Liddell? He's everywhere. Everybody's got a picture <laughs> of Chuck. That ain't nothing. But I got to give a plug to Samson and their new Evolution Series handguard. That thing was pretty badass when I went and checked it out. So, Tom, thank you for that intro to those guys. They're fucking fantastic dudes. So. Well, I tell you, if I if I can give a shout out, we were dealing, we did a uh, sure, Saab, Leopold, uh, Audi Gear, and um, what was the last one? Uh, Rayman and uh, Rayman LLC, which is a high end suit company. We did a, a private show, you know, gathering VIP thing, and I think that we did. We made some good connections. And Wait, if, if I could do just there's there, there's a company or uh, a fundraiser type thing. Uh, Hunter Seven. Uh, you had a coin. research for cancer. You had a coin, yeah. Veterans. I got a coin. Hold on. Just give them, just give them a look. They're doing a good job. Um, they're just them? raising money. They're they're physically writing checks, uh, which is the, the amazing thing about. And I'm not trying to badmouth any other, but their sole purpose is to take everything that they make and and get it to our veterans that are are suffering from cancer and medical problems that they've gotten from overseas and doing their jobs over there uh big shout out to our veterans uh and a, and, and a big shout out to to hunter seven realizing that these men and women need our help so they did a really great job we dragged them around to a lot of places uh, they must have been exhausted, but uh, it's one of those good feelings where you talk to the the crew that was there from Hunter Seven, and you just got just just a warm fuzzies that they were really really doing something good for our men and women. So that's my that's my spiel for them. Nice. There's our heroes. There's another hero right there. There, there there's a big hero. Leadhead Brigade heroes. Job. Definitely, they get a ride on Lead Force One. Uh, while you're while you're at it and talking, and you were showing your lights, let's go ahead and let's talk about because. Again, I didn't get to go to SHOT Show, but you, Tom, was gracious enough and kind enough to send me one of the new Wild Ones uh, to try out. There are new pistol lights, 500 lumens. He's looking for his right now. Uh, I'm stalling. And, uh, keep stalling, keep stalling, keep stalling. Subcompact. Uh, you could put it on you know, anything with a rail, but it's designed to go <coughs> on your pistol. I've got it on my P226 right now. Because I've got to get a new holster for my Glock to fit it. But <laughs> other than that, I love it. There it is. So talk about it. Talk about the stuff I didn't talk about. Well, we came out. We came out with the the uh, the, the full sized uh, Wild Two, two batteries, thousand lumens, runtime two hours, all aluminum body. Which uh, the joke is, and my boss is going to love this, is we had a, a seven year love affair with polymer. Uh, and and we we broke up. We got a divorce, and and we're dating. We're dating uh, metal. Uh, aluminum now. Metal. Um, so that's our that's our two battery light. And then we came out with the compact, which I think is going to just be super popular. Um, Five hundred lumens. Which yep. listen, we can get into that. Um, the bar. Look at that. Bam. 
we can get into that conversation about what's the best lumen, but I think 500 for indoors and compact carry is perfect. And a thousand light, a thousand for duty is, I think, the sweet spot. I mean, we're going to eventually have battery packs on our backs and we're going to just turn on our flashlight and the person's just going to disintegrate from the heat. You know, it's going to be like a ray gun. So I think 500 and a thousand for us and our, our, our philosophy, I think that's a, a I think those are two great. Yeah. Um, and we talked, you and I talked about this last time that you were on is like there, sometimes there's too, too many lumens. A, a light can be too bright for your, your use for what you're trying to yep. use it for. Yeah. I think so with with windows and picture frames and even white walls. You know, I'm looking at Bill's, you know, a white wall is going to flash a lot of that light back. And the idea, yeah, is to identify a threat, uh, identify, you know, some things. But at the same time, you don't want to take yourself out of the fight. And if your pupils are shutting down because you've shined yourself in the light, that's uh, that's a detriment to the, the men and women on our police forces and military that's going to be an issue. So I think... Yeah. I think 500 is a sweet spot, and I think 1,000 is a sweet spot. That, that's our philosophy. If people want to continue to go with that bar, I think that um, for for weapon For weapon lights, you know, specifically. Yeah. Now, you, you get into truck lights and stuff like that, and then, you know, it's a different ballgame. Different Absolutely. use. Different use. Absolutely. Kind of thing. Listen, we're not we're not searching with our weapon lights. We're, we're, we're that, you know, we're not peeking around corners um, to look for a lost puppy. Yeah. You know, that's where you go to handheld and all that. And that's where you can have 700, 800,000, 1200, whatever it is. Right. Uh, but I think on a functional duty weapon, home defense, all that, there you go. That's my boy right there. Uh, the, 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 the best flashlight that nobody knows about in the hands of my, my friend right there. Talk about it. Since we got it up on the uh, screen. Yeah, well, let me uh, 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 see. I'm so ill prepared today. Um, Bill's got one. Yeah, that's our yeah, that's our TFX. Yep, Bill's got one. Uh, Maddie, where's yours? Oh crap, sorry. I'm sitting on my couch right now. So. <laughs> I'll get you one. I'll get you one. Uh, Seven hundred lumens. Seven hundred lumens. Yeah. yeah, very tactile. Uh, I feel like the the jimping on that is just perfect. Um, you know, uh, we make two versions of that light in the cap one that can give you high, low, medium, and all that, strobe. And then we have one that just on and off, which I, I really like. I'm, I'm an on-off. Strobe is strobe is just strobe. I think if we did a poll at some point, I think we would see where strobe is. I have used strobe uh, more times than you would think. Really? Yeah. It, it, it has come in very handy uh, for me. Yeah. I'm 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 truly truly surprised to hear that, but yeah, I've been um, um <laughs> so broken down, like been broken down on the side of the road before. Okay, and All right. and the strobe in you know letting oncoming traffic because it was it was just one of those back ass real narrow roads. Uh, yep. It let people know that we're coming around and hauling ass, you know, that something was up, and uh, definitely probably saved my life and theirs too. Yeah, and if I can speak for as far as Enforce is concerned, we've we've gotten some. We're trying to be transparent moving forward. We've gotten a little egg on our face in the past. Uh, we've changed a lot of things that, 
you know, we don't want to brag about it or be catty or whatever, or even defensive. But uh, we are we are moving forward with some with some better ideas and protocols and all that to make a, a much better light and uh, you know stepping it up so that we can make a quality. Well, you listen to your customers. Tool. You know that that says a lot about your company. You listen to your company. We did your customers. The first thing we did was we ditched the polymer and went to. Uh, 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 6061 uh, aluminum. So there you have it. So that's my spiel. And I got to get Maddie something because she looks a little left out because we all held up our little. <laughs> I have the weapon light in my in my gun closet, but I ain't got Excellent. one of the from y'all. Maybe we need to get Maddie out here to the northeast and 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 get some get get her teaching some people. Yeah. There you go. I haven't gone up north to teach yet. Maybe that's because nobody wants to come here i mean it's 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 <laughs> not, not this to time off, of year not to get off subject but uh northeast is hurting for quality <laughs> teaching you know people that are going to bring some real life skills and and some good quality techniques up here i'd be happy to come up there and teach bring, bring your plane uh maybe you could just drop <laughs> in uh go inverted <laughs> y'all have some cool things to do up there i'll 100 try it out for you <laughs> hey it's new england we've got leaves and beer <laughs> You can't beat beer. Can't, can't beat, beat that. So uh, I guess Andrew didn't um, join us. He got tied up or something. Uh, we were looking forward to Andrew because he went to a lot of the after-party stuff. What about you guys? Anybody go to the after-show parties, events, get-togethers? <laughs> okay, Tom. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell a funny story. Both, both. Both uh, Marty and Bill at, at some point kept on talking about the the circle bar, and and I really thought the circle bar was an actual physical place. Like I looked it up, you googled go you googled there. circle bar. Yeah, yeah. Isn't the circle bar like the? It's just a bar that's circular shaped, and I didn't it's, know that. There's so no bar like, called the circle bar. Okay, it, no, there's not. It's not called. And, uh, it doesn't. It doesn't literally have the name circle bar that's yeah, just cool. what we call it people who attend yeah. shot show because it is a big round bar in the middle of the is it the plaza venetian they, venetian. I, they both have plaza, one venetian. they both have one actually and um they just refer to it as the circle bar go to that bar that's circular you know the circle bar yep. the or circle simple bar. people <laughs> So. Yeah. so I Googled it and I was like, I told people about it. Yeah, there's this place called the Circle Bar. And uh, and then Bill was like, you've never been there? And then finally I got there. I was like, yeah, I've actually been here. <laughs> but we had, we had a party. Bill was part of it as well. Uh, like I said, Sog, Leopold, um, Audi Gear, and um, Gray Man. So we actually threw our own after party. Nice. So that was a good time. That was a really good time. That, thank you for that invite. That was fantastic. Cool. What made it fantastic? It was just something unique and different. It wasn't I wasn't there. Bring me into this party. As I'm walking through the front door, what am I seeing? Is there well, music playing? Is there, fucking mansion is there with a helicopter disco lights? Out, out front. Wait, you said it's a mansion. Yep. Yeah, it was. It was a mansion. It had multiple rooms, different styles of room. Like Bill said, helicopter. Uh, out front was a, uh, what was it? A... Um, uh, Rolls Royce, Bentley. With suicide was it doors. Bentley? It was a Bentley? Yeah, with the suicide doors, helicopter, yeah. motorcycles in the in the in the in the foyer, spiral staircase leading to these. It was it was a it was a good time. It was classic. Indoor indoor pond where uh, the over under was somebody fell in by nine o'clock and somebody did. 
We missed it. Um, some unique gifts given out of that one. Thanks, Zach, yes. from Out of Gear. Uh, Is mine in the mail? Is my gift bag? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it should be there yeah. by uh, next week sometime. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's in the mail. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Bad news, they don't send to P.O. boxes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Maddie? Honestly, like, I was looking at the hotels because I'd, I've never been to Vegas before. That was my first time. Oh, and, so like, this is your first time to Vegas, too. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So, like, Caesars, I remember going to Caesars and uh, – Seeing the whole inner town look like the thing that looked like Italy, you know, they had the sky ceiling and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, Venetian. Like, the Venetian, yeah. Oh, I thought they had it in Caesars, one of the two, and I was just like, Venetian. You can spend a week here and not realize you're not in, you're you're not outside. <laughs> so, oh yeah, I, that was cool. Yeah, the way the money that they put into those the decorations of those hotels is just unbelievable. Yeah, it was incredible. Did you uh, go to the Bellagio? Did What's you, up? Did you watch the the fountains at the Bellagio? Did you go check those out? Um, I saw them driving by. Like I think we were leaving at some point and yeah. saw all the water fountains and everything like that. I guess the those are kind of old really news good. by now. They've been around too long. I guess that's old news. Mm. The pirate, <laughs> the pirate ship. Did you do the pirate ship there? Didn't see that. At, um, they stopped that because some dude died. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Treasure Island. They stopped that. It's right by Mickey's. <laughs> McGillies. Pirates are bad people. They deserve to die, right? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Wait, was it the guy like a guy doing the pirate thing or was it an employee? Oh it was an employee doing the whole show who fell off some tall ass mast of the fake pirate ship and they they exmade that. That's not good. Leave it to one clumsy motherfucker and it ruins it for all of us. (laughs) One clumsy pirate and the rest of us have to argue. So, so your first time to Vegas, what was like the coolest? You're like, that is amazing. I can't believe that this is here. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I keep going back to this, but like the little Venice in the Venetian where they had gondolas and stuff like that. There was like a r- actual river Indoor inside river. the hotel. I thought that, that was like amazing because yeah, I've been to Venice and it actually looked like Venice, you yeah. know. Did you go to Paris, Paris, and see all the rides and roller coasters and all that stuff? No, I did see the big Eiffel Tower, though. I didn't get to go to it, but yeah. I saw it from like a distance. Paris, Paris itself sucks, but it's it's <laughs> cool to kind of look at from a distance. Yeah, I don't like that hotel, so <laughs> they'll never have me there. That's okay. That's okay. Um, did you go to Old Town? Because that's what you got to do when you go to Vegas. You got to go to Old Town. The no old time. Vegas. It smells like piss. But it's the it's the experience, the old <laughs> slot machines and tables and Oh, it's kind of cool actually. It yeah, it was yeah, it's really good. Especially the D, because the D has that that Dude. mechanical horse racing machine. The only one left, I think, in Vegas that mm-hmm. you can put like you put quarters and stuff in and you race the horses around. It's oh, they go. Chicken, 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 chicken. It's awesome. We go there every year. Yeah. And we play sports. That's pretty cool. One yeah. thing I didn't get to see that I wanted to see is everybody was telling me that the city on like the city on the outside <coughs> stops and goes to desert. I really wanted to see that. Um, I could see it from the airplane, but I wanted to like drive through it. Didn't get to do that next time. I will though. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely got to do that. Cool. 
I will tell you, I finally got to see where the sign is that everybody lines up behind it. Finally. I finally saw it. What? I didn't go to it, but I finally saw it. Which sign? What are you talking about? The sign, the Vegas sign where everybody lines up and takes the picture, Vegas, welcome to Vegas. Oh, I figured they have several of those. They just have one? I think there's one that's there's particularly one one. Yes. popular than most. Okay. And I finally got to saw, see that. I don't guess I've ever been to that one. I've been to Vegas a thousand times. Oh, well. So anything else? Anything else you guys have to add about SHOT Show? Final thoughts on SHOT Show. We'll wrap this up, and then we'll get to our listener um, questions here. Uh, I got to say, staccato through an event Friday night I went to that was fantastic. Got to see Jimmy Irwin and his wife, and goddamn, do staccatos shoot nice. Oh, my. Oh, those are nice pistols. Yeah. That was I want to get my hands on a Regulus as well, Lionheart. <clears throat> oh, those are really those are handsome fantastic. firearms. Those yes, are they are. I mean, granted, I would beat the crap out of it, but I, you know, just to open up your suit, shoulder rig, and I know some people shoulder yeah. rigs, but a little holiday gun. Oh, beautiful <laughs> holiday handsome, gun, sexy. No, you don't have a holiday gun. I don't know what is that. Define that for me. No, I don't. I don't know if I came up with this term, but on the holidays, I wear a particular, like a nicer gun. Uh, so because I, I always have a gun on. So so lately, it's been my wall uh, a PPK. So yeah. I wear it an executive shoulder rig. I you know dress up for the holidays. I look, you know. So it's just I just call it the holiday gun. It's like the opposite of a shower gun. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. I like it's all that. soapy and crudded up, and just needed to. Protect yourself when you're. This is when you're all fancy pants and looking sharp. All right, let's go to uh, our post here that I did. I did a post uh, on Instagram. Shot show, hit or miss. Got a. I can't remember whose thumb that is, but I got thumbs up, and then I got Rob Pincus putting his head down in in (laughs) shame or disgust. I don't know what it is, but uh, I couldn't pass posting that picture. So let's see what everybody says here. And I was just asking, whoever went, give us your your feedback. So Andre Delu, who Andre's been on the show uh, a few times, haven't had him in a while, but he's a he's a writer. He writes for uh, a lot of the the gun magazines. Uh, so you guys have probably heard of Andre. Very knowledgeable. I need to get him back on the show. Uh, he says. This year, they had the very center of the main floor, about 50 yard, fifty square yards, set up for podcast interviews and video. When I didn't see you there, I figured you might be uh, opted out not to attend. So, uh, that I guess that's new, the podcasting area, uh, interviews and videos and stuff. Um, well, that's where a vendor was not stationed. I never go up there, so... Um, Let's see. It's Maddie Dog. Nevada Cerakote. It says, was there Tuesday and Wednesday. Checked everything off our list we needed to accomplish without wasting time. Attendance level was perfect. Perfect mm-hmm. by meaning. And I've heard numbers from 30% less to more than 50%. And most yeah. people are saying they feel it was less than 50% attendance. So less than half that that normally goes. Um, 
Really enjoyed the lack of brochure cart boys. <laughs> oh, hell yes. Which, that was fantastic. Which, Maddie, you don't know what we're talking about, but there's there's this specific person at, at SHOT Show, a group of people that like to collect brochures and all the printed stuff, and they have these wheeled carts that they pull behind them that get in the way of people walking trying to get to places. Oh, it's like people visiting SHOT Show that are just collecting this? Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a cult, like a subculture or something. It's, well, it's usually a certain demographic, so I'll just leave mm -hmm. it at that. Uh, I thought it was great. This is bullets and barrels. I thought it was great. Ran into lots of old friends and new ones, which that's typical for SHOT Show. And that's really why I like going to any of these events. It's not really for the products or anything like it's to see the see my buds and hang out with my buds. That's what I really enjoy about these shows. That's my best Heading time. The readers out. Huh? Heading to the readers out. Shut up. <laughs> the Joker uh 6981 going to a shot show is definitely on my bucket list. I'll make it there one day. <laughs> I think it's getting easier and easier to to get there so <laughs> yeah man i hope not because attendance was perfect this year uh, this is by far maddie for your first shot show i got spoiled be thankful you got yeah you spoiled. did you yeah. my first shot show wasn't ass kicking and my wife came with me and i came and dropped on the bed in the room she goes all right let's go we're gonna go out i'm like what the fuck are you talking about i just walked 15 miles uh, no <laughs> With Did anybody that, check their phones to see how many miles like they actually walk? Uh, I average some people do that. Eleven, twelve a day. Oof. Yeah, I was all over the place. You know how I knew the the the, the numbers were down in the Venetian. There's a there's an elevator that leads to the garage, and and if you're familiar with Shot Show at all, that line is usually super 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 long. Takes forever. Right. To get up that one elevator to get to the garage. Takes forever to get out of SHOT Show at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like that. I assume it but I really am fearful that they'll open it up to make up for the numbers, and that would be disastrous. It would be. It would just piss everyone off. So this goes to this guy's post, uh, S.M. Gilliam. Asking for a friend, if I upload a few videos to YouTube and call them yeah. reviews of firearms and certain products that relate to the industry. Can I call myself part of the media and attend? <laughs> Let's not answer that one. I said, I said, I said, question, does your friend have a beard or is your friend a 10 on the hot crazy matrix chart? <laughs> that was well played by the way. Yeah, I thought it was. Um, but then he responded back. He didn't get the sarcasm, I guess. He said, beard check, not crazy operator or hipster beard, though. What's the matter with hipster beards? <laughs> I don't know. Let's go to Facebook. Facebook, we've got some questions here, too, or comments. Uh, let's see. bright blue glasses, dude. Brett Badal, I visited Century, Kalashnikov USA, Zastavov, and Arsenal Boost. Brett is a, a big AK Corner fan. He listens to the AK Corner. Um, he didn't tell me what he saw though. So, okay. Our buddy Jeff Hornsby and Wally, um, 
I guess the last shot show that we were on, we had them on. Wally's a former uh, Navy SEAL, and Wally, uh, just all around badass dude. Wally and I missed you at, in the lead quarters, along with Hall of Fame three, three-time Super Bowl champion, career NE Patriot Matt Light. Matt Light was there, I guess, NFL dude. Uh, worked with Hall Sun Booth all week. This is from Adam Litke. Adam, Adam's been on the show. He's a three-gun uh, shooter. Lower attendance in previous years. However, I felt it was a far better business experience, which I was getting that from a lot of people. Majority of people in the attendance were there to do business, not just collect catalogs. There's uh, some more from Jeff. It was disappointing to see a lot of the big names just mail it in. Savage had a huge space with no guns, no picks of guns, just a couple of tables and chairs. Should have just stayed home. I've heard some uh, some behind the scene things on all the goings on with that too, as far as uh, NSSF itself. That they opened up a whole new tier of membership that was pushing some of the, uh, I guess, some of the people out of the main space and pushing them over into the Caesars, forcing them over there. Um, they have this system, I guess, that if you the longer you've been there, you they have a point system. And they do it like a draft, like an NFL draft. And the higher the number, I guess, points you got, you get to pick your boost space. And they go down the line. Um, but then at one year, I guess they just locked it in. It's like, all right, these people are always going to pick this space, so we just lock them in there. But they opened up some new membership that that was screwed up that whole plan and pushed some people. And I heard there's some people butthurt over that. Just Just things I've heard. Nothing's confirmed, so I don't know. And also, and you probably know this, Tom, because you guys have bought booths there, right? Um, booth space, they charge $41 a square foot for the booth space? Uh, I think so. It's expensive. Yeah. It's not easy. And um, you can go to, you can be at SHOT Show for 20 years in a row, skip a year, and you're going to put be put down at the bottom of the list. Yeah. If you don't, so, if you don't hold so your spot. by by enforce, and I again two entities here by us not going, um, there is some punishment. Uh, I don't know if that happens for Sig or anybody like that. Let's be honest; they're on a different tier, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, but it, it's it's a little rough. Yeah, uh, you know how much a keg costs. You know these these booths have kegs. They'll all you know at the end of the day they'll have like mixers and happy hours and stuff. Thousand dollars for a keg of beer, for one keg. One keg, a thousand dollars. What? Plus, you got to pay the service fee. So, uh, one booth they did three kegs, and it cost them like forty five hundred dollars to do three kegs. <laughs> Jesus! Everybody should have just come to Liam's second birthday party then. <laughs> So they're they're making you know some gets, jack. They're making some you know jack. What gets me is What's, if you send something to yourself UPS, they charge you just to handle it. So you pay your shipping fee for $150 for whatever, yep. and then they charge you an additional amount just to hand it to you. And it's not cheap. It cracks me up how much I, I would like to see the final the final uh, tally, if you will. The bill? The, the the final bill 
Yeah. And what it is, and if it's breaking even or or what. Yeah, uh, just, making, just as a human being, they're making money. Any company at all, I'm just kind of curious on what the final tally is. So I've heard numbers as far as attendance goes. There was like forty thousand. Uh, there's been speculations that there was as, as few as twenty five thousand in attendance. I would say it's lower than yeah, forty. Oh yeah. I mean, it was so easy to cruise through there. It was fantastic. Yeah. Hmm. Do we know the highest it's ever been to give like a comparison? I don't know. Like hey, 80,000? Uh, All right. So pretty much what we've been talking about, that's kind of the, the feedback that we're getting here uh, from uh, the post that I did. Really like some of the presses. Dogdale sadly did not get to go. Really like some of the products that came out. Interested in the new Canic, the new Canic pistol they released um, there. And they also released the new AK, the Bulge, uh, Bulge Front Trunny BFT AF, uh, AK-47 that Century released. We talked about it on the AK Corner. Andrew gave you some specifics on that, so go back to that episode. Uh, listen to that. And he says, Aero Products and the MBA Rifle. What's the MBA Rifle? Anybody see that one from Aero? No, nope. I'll have to Google that one and check it out. So that's it, I guess. So, what do you guys think? You think they'll have it next year? Think there'll be any reason for them not to after this? I don't think I don't think there's going to be any change for a little bit. But I think that I'm hoping that the input that it was getting a little closer to what it used to be. I hope that motivates them to sort of rein that in and get it back to its its roots, yeah. uh, because I think moving in this direction personally, um, I think you're going to lose the core of that. Mm-hmm. Or don't call it shot show anymore; just call it something else, or revamp it and 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 squash all those expectations. Or move it out of Vegas. Um, but I think move it out of Vegas. Change it up a little bit. Make the rules either make the rules stricter. And, and get back to its roots or change it and call it something else. But make a separation and almost like a rebrand. They should so just open not- it up to the public and make it a, a true marketing event now, which is what it is. And just... Yeah. And just... Wait, open it to the public? That would... Yeah. Be horrific. No. That would be exactly what they want it to be at that point. That would be horrific. Then there's some point in going. It would be for well, it's like for us no. It's like what Tom just said. Do make it make it more strict, like it used to be, or open it up to everybody and just let everybody go and and do it. Why not do both? Stolen then. Why not do both? I don't think it can be both. No, you can have two separate events. Yeah, we have saying. like the first two days for businesses and then the second two days to like open up to everybody else who wants to come again like kind of like what bill said it would be a nightmare for the the companies that set up and securing their stuff so it doesn't get stolen and yeah the giveaways you know and and things like that but but i mean isn't that what nra is because that's open to the public no that's what i'm saying why not shot show do like nra and just open it up to the public 
If you if you've been to NRA and you've been to Shot Show, it's two different shows. It's not, and the vendors do it differently than they do at Shot versus how they do it at NRA. So, I think it's blurred. I think those lines are starting to blur. Um, with Shot Show, yeah, with Shot Show, yeah, definitely yeah, with Shot Show, absolutely. It's definitely not and, a. Buyer's. Like I said, they either they either need to pull the band aid and go in a different direction and stop calling it that and and market it as the new and improved or new and just new or start just call slowly it, but surely bringing it back to what it was so that it can continue as that entity call it shot show pub you know for the public open it up to the public and then have the I'm other. not saying either one is a good thing I don't I don't know I don't know I don't know either. I think people are frustrated with the fact that it's become something slow it's a, what is it a cut uh, death by a thousand cuts we didn't really notice it right away but every year something happened now when you compare 20 years ago to today, it's it's absolutely – Two different animals. Yep, absolutely, yeah. 100%. I agree. I agree. But I don't see why they couldn't do one for the public, just open it up to the public because that, that's basically what they're doing. They're just letting anybody in now. So. Still within reason they're not. But if not they're really. open to the public, that would be fucking terrible. Um, terrible for who, Bill? Who? Terrible for, for the who? vendors. I mean, for Why? As much shit is already because stolen. it's a marketing ah. event, and that's the, that's what most of them yeah. do. They don't even do buyers now. They don't even sign uh, up buyers anymore. Some do, some don't. Not designed to be public, so oh, it, tur- it turns. That's what rough. it's turned into. Not totally. In part, semi-public. Yes, I agree. Semi-public. So I'm with Tom on that one. But yeah, that would be rough if it was full public. Holy shit! But we can rough. all agree that even even the last five years. I'm still fresh, but I've seen a difference. Mm-hmm. I went I went from answering real questions to, to not so real questions. To to NRA questions. <laughs> Nonsense. Yeah. And can I have one of your stickers or yeah. patches? Do you do you even know what we do? No. No, don't care. Don't yeah. give a shit. Just Oh, well, that's up to questions. the vendor though. At that point it's up to the vendor on whether they give shit out and how they give it out. If you're just gonna willy nilly give people shit, then yeah, they're gonna come by and ask for your shit. Otherwise, it's like, hey, you want to hear what we do? No. Well, fuck you. You don't get my patch then. So you got to sit. It's like the condominium thing where you have to timeshare, where you have to sit through the, the six-hour spiel. Well, well you, you, you use your marketing guys, and you have, hey, we're going to be giving this away. Come by our booth and listen to blah, blah, blah. And at the end of blah, blah, blah's talk, we're giving this shit away. Kind of like how Maddie got her certificate. She survived walking <laughs> exactly. on a plane. Yeah. Yeah. Now you get the certificate. I don't get the certificate first. Well, maybe you, you don't. You didn't pass yet. Maybe you don't go through an eight-hour <laughs> course. You, you didn't survive. When we're glad you survived, Maddie. By the way, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are. So I, I think, I think we pretty much covered everything that I wanted to cover. Is there anything else that you guys wanted to talk about um, in particular, Maddie? Nope, I'm good. Got, got everything covered, all the highlights, everything you want to talk about, SHOT Show? Thanks, Anybody man. you want to thank for for their kindness, or did you have a sponsor that sent you out there? Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely Sharpshooters, like 100%. They sponsored that entire trip. I got to hang out with some of the guys from the retail side of the store, um, so it was really fun. I got to hang out with uh, the guy that owns the range, Kevin. Um, they did a really great job, made sure I was taken care of, fed me the entire time. Like, can't thank them enough. Very cool. I'm sure they they will they will appreciate that. <laughs> Tom, 
Try on Samadhi gear. <laughs> I like it. I nah, dig I, it, man. You no, know, thanks to you for giving you know uh, the 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 platform to express ourselves and 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 also you know shout out to a little bit of product too. So you know it's always appreciated. You do a great job, and you're just glad to be here. So thank you, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Appreciate y'all being on, Bill. Uh, you of course, dude. Uh, without you, not getting in or as easily getting in uh, since we do work very closely. So you're saying I'm the problem you. of SHOT Show and all these people getting in that shouldn't be. <laughs> no, 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 not I'm at all. Just Quit trying to twist my words, asshole. Uh, um, <laughs> He's also like, thank you for keeping me from my supper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, keeping no, everybody no, from no. your supper. I'm sorry. No, no, but nah. Hey, I've got stew. I mean, great. I did a roast last night. Phenomenal. So y'all come over. I've got roast, potatoes, vegetables. Oh, it's so good. What time did you find they finished cooking at that? Uh, it finished at midnight. Jeez, I talked to you at nine. Yeah, I mean, slow roast, baby. It's slow roast. Oh, all right. Ten hours. So, bad dinner finished when the thing went ding. I opened the little door. <laughs> I pulled it out. <laughs> Backtracking. It I had was mine on also the fantastic to hang out with Tom as much as we did. How I did not get the vids. The what? Pure the vids. Oh, COVID. Because Tom and I. That's another thing. Pretty much every fucking night. That's the thing. Another thing. Um, I've talked to several people and they're all sick. They've all got oh. the oh, shot yeah. show crud. Yep. Well, as normal, like every year, it's it's expected. So, whoop de doo. <laughs> shot show community has not built up. Those yet. those masks really worked, didn't they? Did you see the masks? Huh? What mask? Oh, oh they the said uh, Geisley. Oh, did you have? Oh, yeah. Uh-uh. What does it say? Guys, Weapon makers. makers. You think they would have done like a black one with white letters so you could see that shit. But they were more mute. I guess that's that's camouflage. That's urban, urban camouflage. camouflage. <laughs> <laughs> They're on to something. Why? I shouldn't question them, should I? They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Well, I appreciate appreciate you guys being on. Thank you so much for filling in the lead heads, giving them a little firsthand account of what they missed this year, what I missed uh, more so than them. And uh, NRA coming up. We're definitely going to be there. We're going to be at Caltech's booth as long as they have it. Uh, it's in Dallas, right, this year? Instead of... Houston? Instead of Houston. No, it's Houston. Houston. It's supposed to be in Houston, but it's Dallas this year. I thought it was Houston. No, let me check. I'm pretty sure check. it's Dallas. <laughs> so so your podcast will be, hey, I'm sitting here in Dallas. <laughs> Where's really everybody around, at? I'm going to interview <laughs> these two drunk bums over here because <laughs> I'm in the wrong town. NRA at Houston. You're right. Oh. Was it Dallas last time? Yeah. Okay, so it was Dallas last time. It's Houston this time. Guys, yes, it's George R. Brown Convention Center. The George R. Brown. Yep, that's it. May 27th through the 29th. Uh, NRA will be at Caltech's booth. Uh, so make sure you check that out. It's coming up. we got several months, so I don't know I'm pushing and promoting it now. But just letting you know. We'll be back in action. Hopefully the old hip will be uh, ready to go by then. Big thanks to all the sponsors that made this 
episode possible. Seal one. Cleaning, lube, protecting. They are coming out with, you see their little Microsoft fiber uh, cloth that comes in these packages. They're going to be coming out with a pre-soaked version of this with their CLP. So you can just easily, quickly wipe down and go. Uh, so we're excited about that. Not out yet. The, um, Dwight's going to send me one. Uh, it's going to be orange versus the red one that comes in their standard pack. Maddie, um, give me your address. I'm going to have them send you some of this. Cool. Sounds um, good. And we're actually going to give one of these away today. So, Maddie, you got your social meds up, Instagram or Facebook? I do uh, Instagram. All right. Go to that post I did. And I want you to pick a lucky winner. Go through those, randomly pick it however you want to, to receive the uh, Seal One packet from Dwight. Just random? Just just random. Go through there. Or if you see a, a name that looks cool, whatever you want to do. My thumb landed on the Joker 6981. The Joker 6981. There, there you, you go. go. Email me, talkingland at gmail.com. Let me know the episode and what you won and your contact info. And you, for her? One of those for her? For me? No, for one of your listeners. Oh, you're going to give one of those away too? Ooh. You want to do it? Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. I love it. So, I'm thinking of a number between one and one million. So no, what I'm Tom has just, just laid on us is he's going to give away one of their wild Let's ones. Let's do it. Wild ones. Wild ones. Uh, Wild ones. Maddie, do do the honors. Do the same thing. Scroll, let's do. Scroll down. And let's do Facebook. Somebody not Joker sixty nine ninety nine. Go to Facebook this time. All right, Facebook. go to Facebook. Yeah, go to yeah. Facebook. We'll mix it up. And I will send them a light. Awesome, man! Thank you. That's awesome. Only if Bill sends me a challenge coin. <laughs> oh, you already got that one coming, dude. Yeah, so. Just kidding. Drum roll. Trying to hold my phone in one hand. All right. Is she holding it up? She's just going randomly. She's not even looking. Oh. Jeff Hornsby. Jeff Hornsby. There you go. And the range? Huh? Jeff Hornsby in the range. I love it. Jeff. You Jeff's gonna get in contact. Shoot me an email, talkingled at gmail.com. You just won the wild one from Enforce Pistol Light. 500 lumens, all metal construction these days because they don't they do not do that polymer crap anymore. They're into the hardness. They like the hardness scale. So, <laughs> Congratulations. And thanks to all you leadheads for uh, participating. That's how we do it on this show. You participate, you listen, you win. And you, you have to listen. Those? Huh? Marty. What? You want one of those? You going to send me one? No, for one of your listeners. Well, here's the thing. We don't know what state they're in, whether it's legal. So. Yeah, true. It's a magazine. So fuck. It's a magazine. So. That's way too many uh, um, issues. It's a thought back. Yeah, way to make it weird, Bill. Way yeah. to make it weird. <laughs> yeah, I lost where I was going with it. I was wrapping it up, and then Bill fucks it up. Yeah, I just every time. fucked it up for you every time. <laughs> every time. So big thanks to Tom for the giveaway. Thanks to Seal One for coming back. Uh, for this season, another season sponsor of the Talking Lead Podcast, Caltech Weapons. We showed you the uh, P-15 earlier. We're going to have Chad and the gang on to talk about that and anything else new and exciting that they've got going on. 
Uh, that's coming up in the next couple of weeks, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Keltechweapons.com, at Keltech. Uh, I think it's at Keltech Weapons on the social meets too. Mission first tactical for our dump trays, our tactical wallets, our wa- our holsters. They do holsters. Uh, I'm probably going to get him to do a holster for my new light from you guys, although they don't do weapon light uh, standard. He'll probably do one custom for me. Mission first tactical. They've got some new stuff coming. They've got new bags out. They've got a new range bag coming, Bill. Mm. New range bag coming. And they've got a new rail for uh, AR, new AR rail coming out. Um, we're going to talk about that. So he's supposed to be sending me a prototype to test out. So mm, I'll call Dave. New cool stuff coming out from Mission First. Use the code LEADHEAD. You get 20% off at Mission First. Use the code LEADHEAD at SEAL1.com. You're going to get 25% off. So any of their cleaning products at Seal One, anything they've got going on there, 25% off. You're going to get uh, 1776 United, the makers of our awesome classic logo Talking Lead t-shirts, patches, Leadhead Brigade shirts. Use the code Talking Lead. You get 20% off there. ASP USA, sorry, Tom, but another light company. They also have batons. I got one of the batons here somewhere. Uh, the handcuffs, any of their police stuff there, the lights, use the code. Um, where is it at? Leadhead in all caps. And you're going to get 15% off, but you got to go to the link on my website, talkingled.com. Use the link there and then use the code Leadhead all caps. You get 15% off anything at ASP USA. As long as it's not on sale. Um, who else? Flatline Fiber Co. You know Flatline, don't you, Maddie? I run the dump pouch. I do. Yeah, the awesome dump pouch. We had Chad on not too long ago talking about his new innovative dump pouch that that he's made at Flatline Fiber Co. They also have rifle slings there. They've got the uh, cool things that go on your ear pro, the pads for your ear pro that go up top. Uh, use the code LEADHEAD there. You're going to get 10% off. And then our newest, Defiant Munitions, which I did have their hat on earlier, uh, Ammo. Uh, And Pete has got all kinds of new ammo uh, calibers uh, in his arsenal now. So DefiantMunitions.com, use the code all caps LEADHEAD. You get 10% off there, anything. And they're doing coffee there, too. I don't know if you guys are into coffee, but uh, they make some really good coffee. I've heard I don't drink coffee. But Tia's drank it. She she really likes it. So, um, Defiant Munitions, ten percent off there. Again, thanks, my guest, Maddie. Give your uh, your social media your contact info again. Everybody can find you. Uh, yep, it's uh, at Maddie Dog underscore Training, and it's M A D D Y D A W G. Um, or you can get a hold of me at Sharpshooters USA. Sharpshooters USA. Tom mm-hmm. Enforce. Enforce01 uh, Enforce is our Instagram. So, and www.enforce-mill.com is our website for any kind of orders that you want to do. There you go. Thank you for the, the like for our listener there. That was awesome. Thank you for that. No worries. Yeah, and then Bill Doe, we'll have you back on sometime soon. Uh, go back several episodes back. We covered the FLIOA Biennial National Conference 
I had a good time there and did uh, some great interviews. That's where we had Tom on for the first time. Uh, we had Jake with Daniel Defense. We had all kinds of people. I know it was, it was a good event. It was. There's some good vendors there. Yeah. Good, good shows. And then that was brought to us by Feds, Feds Protection, um, who did the coins. God bless Brenda. Yeah, here we go. The coin, which they came in late, so we weren't able to give these away. <laughs> so we've got a few. I'm actually going to have some made with Talking Land on one side and Leadhead Brigade on the other. Uh, we're going to do pre-orders for those. I'll give you guys info on when we do those uh, so that you can get in on the pre-order for those. Um, but until then, as always, lead heads, keep your loved ones close. And your firearms, firearms closer. And stay sharp. And stay off of planes unless you wear a parachute. <laughs> Never. <laughs> stay lit. <laughs>